Welcome to the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, episode number 52, Cartoons of the 80s and 90s. I am your host, Rob. Joining me tonight is Ben. Let's get dangerous. Kat. Hi. Jada. Woo! <laughs> Jess. Hello. Bill. Care Bear Stare. Yes! <laughs> Very nice. All right. So, obviously, as I already mentioned what we're doing, and if you you didn't hear that part. You definitely heard what everybody else just did, so it should be pretty obvious. Anyway, so let's start the episode the way that we start any other episode. So would you all rather be a product designer for Acme Labs or a professor at Acme University? And don't feel you have to go too in-depth into it, because we will later. Um, Kat? Uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd Probably rather be a professor at Acme University. Seems like a pretty, you know, there's camaraderie there. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of people to bounce off of. The product designer aspect is really cool, and I'm sure it's creative, but I really suck at how things work. I'm not great with that and, like, functionality. So I would not make good products. That's perfect for being a designer at Acme Lab. (laughs) That's true. Because everything's going to break and kill the coyote anyway. I so mean, maybe I would be good there. Can you make it explode? That's the only qualification. <laughs> so instead of building them, you'd rather have that no knowledge of how it works and try to explain it to other people how it works. Yes, okay. obviously. That's way more fun. All right. I can just talk circles around myself. That's <laughs> totally I do that fun. anyway. So yeah. Right. <laughs> um, how about you then, Ben? Uh, I am basing this purely on who framed Roger Rabbit, but I would want to be a product designer. I could see that. Because some of those designs are really, especially like the hole you put in the wall, like the portable hole. That's yeah. awesome. To design <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I, I, again, based purely on who framed Roger Rabbit, I want to be a product designer at Acme Labs. Okay. Jess. Luniversity. I definitely would want to be a professor of whatever. I don't of even things. know what it would be. Of things. <laughs> well, like I said... Think about that a little bit later because we're actually going to go back to that in full. So, um, Jada. Professor at Luniversity. Again, I have like zero to no knowledge of any type of product design or development, which again, I realize is probably a boon to those who work as product designers for Acme. Think of the idea. Is it safe? (laughs) (laughs) Is it safe? Who cares? It's fine. Bill. Honestly, with the shit that comes out nowadays, you could be a product designer anywhere and still know nothing about the product you're actually designing. <laughs> That's true. Um, I'm going to be a product designer. And right now, Rob, don't let me down. Let's keep this table split along, you know, male oh, and female lines. <laughs> All the women want to be teachers. That's fine. There is nothing against, I have nothing against teachers. Bill, I'm going to beat you up. Rob's going Rob's gonna to prove me wrong right now. <laughs> Actually, I, I was going to prove you wrong because I was going to the school route. So. Yay. Yay. Okay. Yeah. One of us. One That's fine. Us. Me and Ben are going to have great time designing portable holes, uh, brushes that actually draw train functioning train tunnels on the wall. Yes. And <laughs> shall we put a bet on which one of them is going to die as they build their product? First? Oh, no. It would be oh, yeah. There's no question. Like, it's... I agree. I'll probably get a good six months out of product design before I finally build something that blows me up. And, <laughs> and you know, because I'm not a cartoon, I would actually blow up in real life. That's fine. Legit. I accept my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into this the best place we can. So because we're talking about cartoons of the 80s and 90s, I figured the best place for us to start this conversation is 
Just mention the year you're born. You don't have to give people birth dates if you don't want people to be able to track you down. Um, so I would say let's just we'll just leave it just a birth date so people know where we're coming from as far as what our cartoon knowledge base is coming from. Because um, I think that'll make a lot more sense based on the things that we're going to talk about. So, Jada. Uh, I guess you're starting with the oldest in the room, 1979. <laughs> Jess. I'm the baby, 1991. <laughs> Ooh. Bill. <laughs> 85. Uh, uh, for me, 1981. 93. No, that's a total lie. <laughs> Seven, 79. See, same. Yeah, same C's. We got to figure and out who's I'm older. And I'm 88. And we'll talk about that later. So, mm-hmm. 88. Okay. All right. So, now I guess is the next big part of this is what era of cartoons do you guys most closely associate with out of the 80s and 90s stuff? And obviously... That doesn't mean your love of cartoons stops at that point in time because, again, I watch cartoons now, so and I'm almost forty, so whatever. I, yeah. <laughs> um, so Jada, how about you? Would you say '80s or '90s is where your see it enjoy- really? It really runs the gambit for me between both decades because, like, we didn't have cable growing up, so like, I really only started watching a lot of like what are more recreational cartoons because I was allowed to watch like Sesame Street when I was really little. And, like, I think the first cartoons I really remember watching were, like, either Scooby-Doo or Tom and Jerry. So we really got more into cartoons probably late 80s because Saturday mornings were okay. So, like, I would say, like, 85 and 87 through, like, 93 was really my, like, golden age. Was really, like, my golden age of, like, cartoon watching. Perfect. Jess, how about you? Probably would have been the mid-90s to early 2000s with some of the earlier 90s stuff thrown in because that was still on the air at the time. And was still on the Saturday morning programs. Syndication, so. all that mm-hmm, jazz. Absolutely. And that's why, like, even yeah. if, like, you're more of a, you know, like, a child of the 90s, doesn't mean, like, There's you may not love mm-hmm. things from the 80s, because most of those shows were built for syndication purposing. So. Also, not only that, but some of us were going through, like, the, you know, like, 90s grunge retro phase, where it was cool to start wearing your rainbow bright sneakers and, like, strawberry shortcake hairpins and stuff like that again. So, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a resurgence. Oh, God, I go right back to the days I was wearing my rainbow bright sneakers. Right? <laughs> you know you loved it. I did. I mean, you're wearing them right now, so That's it's right. fine. <laughs> That's the beauty of a podcast. <laughs> Bill. Uh, so I think that the 90s are where I really got into cartoons. Uh, we had cable growing up, so I watched a whole lot of Nickelodeon. So everything like Rugrats, Doug, mm-hmm. which Doug is the shirt I'm wearing right now for oh, all you people is. that can't actually see into the podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Rock, Rocco's Modern Life like was amazing. One of your jams? It it makes so much more sense to me now and if my parents ever caught me watching it i don't know what they would have thought when i was actually watching it they were like oh my god what are they teaching these kids it's about a gay wallaby who knew (laughs) (laughs) well for me i would say um even though i watched 80s cartoons nonstop, i think i most closely associate with the stuff from the 90s that's the stuff that I, i still thoroughly love today so it's a huge part I'm, I'm definitely an 80s kid when it comes to cartoons. I mean, you're, you're talking stuff like Transformers, He-Man, yes. uh, Voltron. And I still remember to this day the first cartoon I I believe I remember ever watching, and that's Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. I used to watch that religiously as a child. So, yeah, I was definitely... And that's not to say I don't like the 90s cartoons. There's still a ton that I love, but 80s is absolutely where I started. 
Cat. Um, mine were mostly '90s, but there were definitely, and I know Scooby Doo is beyond, like before '80s even. But like we watched that every morning before school. We would watch like an episode when we were getting ready, and like so. I mean, that was a huge part, and like one of the big ones we watched was Thundercats too, which was in the '80s. I mean, that's late '80s, so but, like yeah. But then a lot of the '90s ones, like Batman the Animated Series, was huge. Yeah. So I guess the best place for us to kind of really kick the conversation off in full uh, is kind of starting back with, you know, what are the cartoons that we first remember growing up with in our lives? Like, and if it was something you kind of watched religiously, like, was it something you ended up kind of like, we talked about fandoms, you know, a lot in the last episode, but, you know, did you have a fandom for it as a kid? Like, was this like, did you have the lunchbox? Did you have to have t-shirts and stickers and toys or whatever because you were just obsessed with this one specific thing growing up and is it something that's does it still exist today so i figured that's something whether it's the same shape of the the show used to be or other things so the first one i remember was charlie brown and all the charlie brown specials and everything like that um i had and thank god for the goldbergs for actually reminding me of this i had the snoopy Snow cone uh, maker. Snow cone yes. maker. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I, I did too. love that shit. But I we never had that, ice never cubes to like really actually make the snow cones. And it was really hard to like crank. And it was, <laughs> it was terrible to use, but it was so much fun. Um, and I, I mean, it's still, I mean, they're, they still show the Charlie Brown specials like every year at Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, the great punk, you know, the great pumpkin. Um, I'd love to see, honestly, a new Charlie Brown special, a live action Charlie Brown special. Ugh. Didn't they make a movie? <laughs> that would be There's they, been some. They, did a yeah, CG they made movie. a movie like a year ago. Yeah, the oh. Peanuts movie. Oh, yeah. the CG one. I have not seen that. I feel <gasps> terrible, and my aunt would absolutely like rail on me right now for not <laughs> having seen it. That's the only thing I ever wanted to watch when I was over at my grandmother's house when my, while my aunt was there. Hmm. Um, Jess. Hmm. I remember watching a lot of the like older classics growing up. Like those are probably some of the ones I can first remember. All of the Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Tom and Jerry that were just always on some sort of cable channel. But the one that I think I became obsessed with early on as a kid was Captain Planet. Yeah, it was on and I loved it. And it was so dynamic and so colorful Mm -hmm. and taught you about the ecosystem and saving Mm -hmm. the planet. And it was super fun. I remember going to so many Captain Planet birthday parties when I was Yes. Like, <laughs> and the five elements, and you're like, heart? You're like, wow, heart. they got lazy here. <laughs> so, Poor Maki. I think I my first memory is definitely of Captain Planet and just being absolutely obsessed with that show for whatever reason. If, if you still have a fond memory of Captain Planet, do yourself a favor and don't ever watch the Don Cheadle version. Oh, my God. Oh that's no. amazing. I know it is. But it ruins. <laughs> oh, it, it was hysterical, yeah. though. And I've seen clips three of part, it. I think there's like yeah. three parts, too. There's, there's like a part two and part three now, too. How about you, Ben? Uh, I mentioned Inspector Gadget, which I know was one of the first ones I ever watched. And do, 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 do. Are you going to do it every time? <laughs> yes. Because I'm going to mention it a lot more. Do, 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 do. Um, but on top of Inspector Gadget, some of the first cartoons I remember being obsessed with, uh, because they always aired back to back on Saturday mornings, was Garfield and Friends oh, and Heathcliff good. and the Cadillac Cats. Mm-hmm. Heathcliff. Cadillac um, Cats? 
I have yes. zero idea what this is. Oh, I know, what, I know exactly I'm what so you're talking sorry. about. What, Heathcliff? Yeah, Garfield. No, I, know, I understand Garfield. I, I have zero idea what Heathcliff Heathcliff and Garfield were like rival orange fat cats, yes. basically. Yeah. Oh, but they didn't just, know each other. No, they, they were in completely separate universes. Garfield, Garfield lived in the house, and Heathcliff lived in a junkyard. Yeah. Oh. With right. a bunch of other cats. Well, 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 he was Cadillac To be fair, Heathcliff was kind of the go-bots of, of fat he cats. He was. Yes, absolutely. But I remember, you know, when I was younger, having the stuffed Garfield that sucked cup to your window oh my god i remember having all the books mm-hmm. i remember writing letters to um to jim, jim davis. davis who was Aww. the who was the uh the illustrator and creator of garfield like i was obsessed with garfield as a child and you and and if you were like most people is when you watch garfield and friends like oh it's a u.s acres cartoon click <laughs> turn it off was i <laughs> so, the only one who liked those there were some that were okay <laughs> But I mean, again, it's purely some people really thoroughly enjoyed it. Very For me, true. it was just I loved Garfield, Odie, and Nermal so much, though, too. So, yeah. but I was like, oh, it's Orson the pig, whatever. <laughs> and, I, and, and I had all of them. I had Garfield, Odie, and Nermal. I had the suction cups of all of them on my window so much so that if Aww. when my family had two cars. If we rode in a different car, I would make sure I had to take them off the window, oh, bring them with me, and put yeah. them on the window next to me for yes. the ride. That's precious. Cat. Um, my big ones were Care Bears and Scooby Doo. We watched Scooby Doo like all the time, and then um, Care Bears. We had the two Care Bear movies that my brother and I like rewatched on. I think they were like you know the VHS recordings, so it was like kind of choppy. The one with, with the creepy wizard. There, yes, there was the camp one. Yes, the and camp the, one is the first one. Yes, and then there was the one with, with the, the jungle. Yes. Yeah, where they run, they go into With the, the jungle. Care, Care Bear Cousins. Yes, the Care Bear too. Cousins. Yep. I yeah, saw that so in the movie theaters. We, we were they really big it. on the camp <laughs> one, and to the point that like my folks had it rehearsed because me and my brother watched it so much. <laughs> but then, like on top of that, when we would go and visit my grandparents in Pittsburgh. Like, we always stayed at my grandparents' place, and they didn't, you know, there were, like, some things to play with, but one of the things they had a bunch of is books, Care Bear books. So I remember reading those books over and over and over again, and then we had the movie, too. So, yeah. Well, the movies. There's a whole slew of Care Bear stuff. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Care Bear lineage there. There's, yes. It's a lot. <laughs> I recall a lot of the Care Bear things. Jada. Um, so I recall probably the first cartoon I really, really remember watching were Scooby-Doo and also Tom and Jerry. But I think the first one that my sisters and I really had a fandom for was Strawberry Shortcake. Um, we used to watch the show. We had a ton of like, I remember we had Strawberry Shortcake pajamas, lunch boxes, all the little figurines, um, like bedding, all the things. Um, so much so that I actually lit a candle in my basement the other day because we were sitting down there like playing games and stuff. And I said, what what about this candle smells familiar? And it smelled exactly like one of the strawberry shortcake dolls. It was a baby doll that if you squeezed it, it had like its breath smelled like berries, like oh berry pie. And I was That's like, oh my creepy. God, right? I was like, what about my house right now smells like an 80s cat, like I almost said Cabbage Patch, but an 80s um, strawberry shortcake doll. So like I really grew up with a lot of those like early 80s ones of um, – Strawberry Shortcake, Rainbow Bright, Gem and the Holograms, and the My Little Pony slash Glow Worms on Saturday mornings. That was Glow so worms. good. I, they they had episodic Aww. ones. They had two parters. There was like overarching plot. It was it was very good. <laughs> so for me, I would say my big one was probably Transformers. Was like oh, my my huge one growing up because 
I think that started in like 1983, so I was probably only like two years old. So, wow, we've grown now. We've any bum. Yeah, pretty much. So, but I saw. Go ahead. Did you say it's your prime pick? For <laughs> cartoons, your, your bell failed you on that. There you. There go. we go. Uh, but that was that was my my huge one. But like I said, you know, I think Looney Tunes is right there next to it. But I mean, for Transformers, though, I mean. I was only three years old, and I saw the movie in the theater, and that probably wasn't a good idea for most parents dragging their small <laughs> children to. Because you're like, hey. They didn't know like, Optimus Prime was going to die. Like, Spoilers. Well, what? It's like, <laughs> sorry. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it wasn't even like just Prime. It was like half of the characters from the TV show, like, brutally murdered in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Can I all die? Yeah, yeah and you're like, all. what the hell? And you're like, okay. So, yeah, it's, it was really amusing because I still remember very clearly leaving the theater as a small like child. Shattered. Wiping the tears away. Well, I was fine. Like, I, I was just kind of like, I was like more just shocked horror on my face, but there was a lot of very, very sad small children in that theater. Oh, my Aww. God. And that was actually at the old Eric Theater oh down the God, street where that. the Payless Shoes is about to <laughs> yep. close down. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, actually, Mike tells me the story of, like, when they went to go see that in the movie theater. And, I mean, he's a little older than you, but, like, he sobbed his eyes out when Optimus Aww. Prime died. Mm-hmm. Like, cried. Cried and cried and cried. Yeah. But yeah, no, Bugs Bunny and, you know, the Looney Tunes characters were all always another huge part for me growing up. Like, I had a, a sick addiction to both both ends of that constantly. So, um, but yeah. Um, so why don't we jump into kind of where we think, you know, how cartoons have changed throughout these two decades specifically. And we'll start kind of in the 80s and kind of transition our way out. Um, you know, obviously in the 1980s is we're kind of in the heyday of a lot of 70s reruns. So it was a lot of Merry Melodies, Looney Tunes stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd get the classic like Disney show, like, you know, shorts that would play occasionally. Go ahead. Um, just talking about like 80s cartoons, there was a really huge delineation between like boys shows and girls shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. You did not really get a whole lot of overlap because like, okay, so I was quite the girly girl, but I remember, you know, because I remember Gem and the Holograms. I remember She-Ra. I remember Care Bears. I remember, you know, Rainbow Bright and the Smurfs. But like Ben probably has more fond memories of like the Transformers, G.I. Joe, and things mm-hmm. like that. I remember those to a certain extent because there were some crossover elements between like Hira and She-Man. Oh, sorry. Hira and She-Man are a yes. completely different genre. a completely genre different genre as but well. I'm sure you can look it up on DeviantArt that. right now. I'm sure there, there's probably a thing, but okay. Jada had some whiskey earlier, so we're just going to go with that. Um, so, but there was really a lot more delineation between like sort of gender divisions of cartoons. And I think that sort of blended more in the 90s which made things a lot more accessible. Well, in That's 1980s, true. too, and I'm going to throw the Raven Ravenclaw cap on for a split mm. second. Um, the main reason for this, and we kind of bring up real quick in the beginning of this, like, Jess, you mentioned watching a lot of the shows from the 80s, and I one of the quick things I said was because of the syndication. syndication yeah. Shows weren't done the way that they are now, where, like, something's greenlit for a season. Back in the 80s, for cartoons, they said, we're going to order 200 episodes, and that would be probably the entirety of the order of the show. They'd make 200 episodes because 200 episodes is the magic number you need to have a show syndicated, (laughs) which was the purpose. But back then, too, the reason Saturday morning cartoons was going on as intensely as it was, and the reason why we go back to shows like Gem and G.I. Joe and Transformers and those little more you know little bits and the little PSAs that we got is because they had to. 
because of the stations that they were on, they were forced, because they were built purely to sell toys, they had to have some form of ed uh, education in there somewhere, <laughs> or they lost their license to be able to air on any network. Because knowledge is power. Exactly. <laughs> So, but I did that's not know that. that's the weird reasoning for all of those pieces. Thank you, so. Ravenclaw Rob. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to say you actually are speaking into a Ravenclaw themed microphone With right his now. Blue shirt on. Too. Yes, and my blue partially blue laptop. Computer. Oh, that's right. I didn't get my green one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, I got Gryffindor red though. Jada and I can fight over. Now I gotta be extra slither in this episode. And oh. yet again, the conversation has devolved <laughs> Harry Potter and our houses. I think we're obligated to mention it at least once a podcast. It's, it's true. true. I think yeah. so. Yeah. It's important. What I'll do is I will work on getting like circular sticker bases for our mic stands. <laughs> so that we so can everybody just can make sure that they get their house and nobody has to have an argument about their mic color. Are, are, we, are we, we under need, contract we with this, Ben? For, over here. Oh my god, that'd be are, awesome. Are we under contract to mention Harry Potter at least once a Episode, oh, the next level radio? No, yeah. not at all. Oh, okay. No. Okay. That, it just happens. Yeah. Okay. The, the deal has not gone through yet. Well, let's 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 sign that real quick so we can start getting, you know. But I mean, go, going back to the conversation and Jada, what you were saying about how cartoons were kind of gender based. I grew up with a sister who was only two years younger than me. Oh, okay. So I still got to watch like Gem and Holograms and things like that because if that was the way TV worked in my house was if you watched one for one, you have to watch one for the other. Agreed. Well, so. I had sisters who were very much tomboys, so we would watch some of the more like, you know, we watched Transformers a lot. Yeah. Um, so things like that because they enjoyed it and a lot of times and I'd be like, I want to watch Care Bears and they'd be like, that's dumb and I'd be like, I don't care. But then there, so. were, but then there were cartoons too that played for both genders. That's I mean, true. you had cartoons like, um, you know, Care Bears was probably could have worked to both genders. It did. It did. I um, loved Care Bears. Yeah, uh, Popples. My brother Popples. and I both loved Care Bears. Uh, gummy Bears. Gummy Bears. Tailspin. Yep. Oh, Duck Tailspin. Tails. Ducktails. You know, the Disney stuff actually did a really strong job of actually yeah. blending blending all of that in the Disney Afternoon lineup. Mm -hmm. But I think, like off of Jada's point, like. I can't think of like heavy '90s delineations though. I don't think so. No, like that's boys what, versus girls. That's what I was like. Could say. you even think of any that are like girls only cartoons? Like most of the ones that pop into my head are like Batman the Animated Series or like Dexter's Lab or I mean Powerpuff Girls maybe, but I know a lot of guys who like it. Yeah. So really, like most of them, I watched. My brother and I watched like all of them, and we didn't really have any. Oh, I want to watch this because I'm a girl, or I want to watch this because I'm a boy. Maybe like more so in the early '90s. Yeah. Um, but I think like as the decade progressed, things were a little bit more, more like, like they. 80s. It wasn't more as like sell toys delineated based <laughs> on like what was popular for girls, what was popular for boys. But I think in the '80s, especially like the early to mid '80s, it was very much based off of what you know what was going to sell product and what yeah. what kids were going to like what. I feel like a big part of that was as you got into the 90s cartoons, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network especially, you had a lot of uh, cast of characters that were very... Um, it a was lot like more diverse. Very diverse. diverse. So you could have, yeah. like, you mentioned Dexter's Lab, you could have Dexter mm -hmm. and then Dee Dee where she was like the girly girl and mm -hmm. like she appealed to the girls it's watching the show. Exactly. <laughs> and then Dexter would appeal more to the boys and things like Rugrats where you had so many the different characters yeah. that like everyone yep. could really love and especially in shows that were... You had maybe a main character who was a boy, like, hey, Arnold, you still had a lot of really yeah. great girl characters that, mm -hmm. that your sister or whoever you were watching cartoons with could also enjoy. Yeah. That was true. And again, it was it's one of the things that I think was a big, huge, sharp, sharp shift between the 80s and 90s. One of the other big pieces, too, I think that was we saw a massive change was that single 
frame animation kind of from the 70s from like Hanna-Barbera days that carried it very heavily into the 80s started shifting away by near the end of the 80s and the 90s you had some of the like everybody kind of says the 90s was like the renaissance of like some of the best and the best of the best animation that we've ever had you go back to looking at people like Steven Spielberg's name on Tiny Toons of mm-hmm. all people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you go back to them, you watch them, and they're stunning to look at now. And then you go back to something from like Thundercats, and like there's six <laughs> frames of animation, and that background has been the same background from the start of this episode to the end, and it looks yes. bad. Um, not to mention the writing quality was a giant leap, I it's think, between now. that decade into <laughs> the 80s into the 90s, uh, which was great because the 90s. They were not afraid to tell interesting, in-depth, deep story. Mm-hmm. Um, well, 90- and it was great. 90s was also a time, too, when you would get a lot of uh, production companies taking a, taking more risks on the cartoons they were putting out. One that comes to in exclusively to my mind right now is the Hammerman cartoon. In oh, which was MC oh my gosh, Hammer, I remember that one. He became a superhero when he put on shoes. Like oh my it's, gosh. You saw a lot of production companies take bigger risks in the cartoons they were going to put out in that if there was if they thought there was any kind of popularity behind anything in pop culture, they made a cartoon about it. Huh. Well, we can go back and talk about some of that a little bit more back <laughs> yeah. in the, the 80s timeline too a little bit, but... Was um, Pirates of Darkwater in the 90s? That was. Like that was staunch in the middle of there yeah. too. That was really good yeah so and like i said it's because it's not going to get any love anywhere else but dino saucers no one remembers that (laughs) show i remember that show what is it it was it was a whole it was they were aliens but they looked like dinosaurs dinosaurs but they were but they flew spaceships they flew spaceships and it was super cool yep also dino the last dinosaur yes Yes. remember dino too god showing our age (laughs) just a bit It's okay. It, there's those shows that like went like I two seasons. I have zero idea about what any of these like, are. I'm so what sorry. What am Dino Babies. Saucer? I don't the, what am Dino Saucer? Were the Snorks? The Snorks in the Which 80s. Which was the, the Smurfs ripoff. Yes, that oh was like this. It was this. The Snorks were the really? Smurfs, but underwater. And yes, they had they like were underwater little. Smurfs. Yeah, they had like little um like snorkels on the top of their heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Late 80s, but we were just talking about this before we started. Was um I found one that I remember like I only remembered the theme song and I watched it when he was very little, but it was just the little bits. Yep, the little, little bits. bits. I remember that one. They were cute. They were very. I think it was actually like a Japanese animation thing, though. I was Wikipediaing it before. Wouldn't surprise so I was me. Trying yeah. to figure out if that was a thing or a figment of my imagination. So, any other big changes we can think of between the the decades? I think with like the '90s and Nickelodeon and doing all their cartoons, they took an idea from Disney, which was Disney always threw in little bits of adult oriented humor whether it was like a, you know kind of intelligent humor where you know only the adults would kind of get the joke or a pun or play on words um but then nickelodeon really kind of pressed you know pressed the issue and pushed the envelope in terms of making shows like rugrats and doug and Rocco's Modern Life and Ah Real Monsters, where there was a lot of adult humor in this. I mean, Ren and so Ren, Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy was a Friday night cartoon. It was right. on the SNIC, the SNIC, if I, you will. I wasn't allowed to stay up to watch Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> I was not allowed to watch because, Ren and Stimpy. Period. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy I, was my too. jam when I, I was like been, twelve or thirteen. I have been rewatching Ren and Stimpy <laughs> as of late. I literally am in the final season of Ren and Stimpy, and because it, it ran for five seasons. Before it went from Nickelodeon to MTV. And I'm literally watching this as an almost 40-year-old thinking to myself, 
How the hell did they get away with half of this? Here's the thing: on Nickelodeon, they didn't. MTV didn't produce those episodes. Nickelodeon said we're not airing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's there MTV was still like up. I even remember. Th- well, they came out what like like ninety two, ninety three. I want to say with Brennan Stimpy because I I think I was in seventh grade because we used to quote that relentlessly, and some of it was either like way out there weird, way out there kind of questionably dirty, or like just. So avant-garde that you're like, is that a horse dressed up in a business suit speaking in Spanish? No, sir. No, sir. You didn't like it. (laughs) I mean, even things like Rocco, Rocco's Modern Life. The first episode showed Rocco's job. Rocco worked as as a a sex phone operator. (laughs) Well, look at that. Wasn't there an episode of Rugrats where somebody, one of the family, one of the adults died? Yes. Yes. Did they? Act there was a funeral, died? but they didn't actually say. I, I think it was like somebody's. It was like a great aunt or somebody yeah. like but, that. Yeah. But, but the the grandfather. <laughs> but yeah, the I grandfather know. rented dirty movies all the, all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, Kat, you had your hand raised. Oh, I'm blanking. I'll okay. If you forgot, oh, Jess, go ahead. I would also argue that I mean, Animaniacs was clutch at doing that, at adding yeah. in humor both for kids mm-hmm. and adults. Some of the things you go back now, and I was like, wow, I did not get that when I was a kid. That went right over my head as a child. One of the other big points, too, is we haven't even talked about, too, but the 80s and 90s is kind of the birth of, uh, like, anime. Yeah. Uh, Like, you know, it existed a little bit beforehand, obviously, but things like Astro Boy and all those things. But, like, once we got into the 80s, what we all know of anime really exploded. Dragon Ball started. Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon. I was just going to... Pokemon. Pokemans. Pokemans. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, I was just going to kind of piggyback on what Jess was saying about Animaniacs. They also threw in a lot of political humor Mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff that was really, like, if you kind of were of a certain age in the 90s, you could kind of pick up on something that they were talking about when they were talking about, like, Bill Clinton. They would talk about, like, other things that were maybe scandalous. Tiny Toons did that a little bit, too. But um, Animaniacs really kind of, they pushed the envelope a little bit more than people realized. And that came from that delineation of Looney Tunes because that's where all that started. Yep. That's very true. Um, On a totally different note, I also think like the animation styles did a hard shift too. And again, maybe it's more like they had more creative freedom with things. But in the 90s, like you saw a shift from like, you know, you think like He-Man or He-Man and... um, friggin' Thundercats and stuff like that. And it's like, or Jam, like all of them look like pseudo realistic cartoons. Whereas like then you get Almost sexualized too. That's very true. Mm -hmm. And then like you get into the 90s and it's like, Dexter's lab is like hard lines and squat. Like everyone's very like wildly deformed. It's a lot more cartoony than trying to be like real people. Yeah. And which is why, you know, we kind of have those styles continue today. But like, they also realized making cartoons the way that they did back then was, wow, this is really expensive, which is when you go back and look <laughs> at like DuckTales now and you're like, wow, these are really simplest, uh, simplified designs completely. Mm-hmm. Like you saw that change and it's a show we'll talk about through this is Batman the Animated Series. The mm-hmm. final season of that yeah, show, they redesigned the true. characters because it was, it so, was expensive. so expensive to make what they were making where they were doing this noir cartoon where they were having these gorgeous painted backgrounds and all these characters were super defined and they were like, we have to scale this back or we're never going to be able to make the rest of the episodes. So it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know about anybody else, but I now have Istanbul, not Constantinople, stuck in my That's head. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about I had that stuck in my head. No, that was Tiny Toons. Yeah. Yeah. Umbrella Academy. That, that was Tiny Toons. So good. It was Tiny Toons. It was Tiny Toons. Yes. We need to talk about that later. Oh, okay. Yes, it was definitely Tiny Toons. I got my shows confused. I still have it stuck in my head, though. 
<laughs> but yes, from Umbrella Academy was awesome. My husband's a huge I They know. Might Be Giants fan, so I would have that song stuck in my yeah. head anyway. <laughs> Anybody have other points they want to bring up from here? Or? I just wanted to mention that as far as voice acting goes, I think it stayed consistently great. It's Throughout the, the history of cartoons, like it's a lot of the same people, but even before, like if you go back to the the OG cartoons, like Looney Tunes, like they, the, what voice actors do is amazing. And Mel yeah. Blanc, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh Mel God. Blanc was Looney Tunes, exactly. Yeah. He was everybody in Looney Tunes, wasn't he? Just about. <laughs> That's amazing. He's the man of a thousand voices. Yeah, yeah. So. and he was still doing it up until until the end. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. that's why a lot of these voice actors are still. Are still working today. I, I mean, mean well, June Foray, like Tim Curry, like June Foray, who was Tim Curry's who was not working today. You um, know, he did voice acting oh, yeah. for a long time. <laughs> who was Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle? Just died only a couple years ago. Yeah. She oh, was wow. in her mid nineties, yeah. and she was still doing work. Oh yep. my god, that's amazing. Well, because once you find that, once you find that niche, and you find your way into that career, you've your your life. It's done. I mean, yeah. you you've committed that to the rest of your for the rest yeah. of your life. But no, Mel Blanc died in the studio recording. That's incredible. Did he really? He did. And like he was in a coma at a point too. And when he came out of the coma, he wasn't responding. And they one of his friends came in there and started talking to him and said, "Can you do bugs for us?" And he came out of his coma doing his voices of his characters. Aww, that's but insane. when he died, he was he died. I think recording for the Jetsons. Wow. So. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I've got to say, I love what they're doing nowadays with modern cartoons, bringing in these big, you know, A-list actors to do voices for certain characters. But at the same time, I do miss the whole, hey, I know that voice actor. They've done this and this and this different voice. And they're all completely different. Yeah. And all completely different from their normal voice as well, for the most part. Are you, are you referring to, to uh, Scrooge McDuck? And David Tennant. David Tennant. As and the didn't new they have no. Manuel yes. come in on DuckTales oh. as well? <laughs> See, when you hear names like that, you get excited. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I understand why they do it nowadays because people do get excited about it. But at the same time, voice actors definitely carved out that niche that they really, you know, do their craft and they do it well. Yeah. Not only that, but it kind of gave a chance for certain actors, like, you know, if they maybe got pigeonholed in a certain character role or something like that, kind yeah. of a new well, life. I mean, look at Mark yeah. Hamill. Yeah. yeah. Or if they have, you know, true. that face for radio, like, yeah. I'm sorry, but Hollywood is still very, very shallow and oh, yeah, having they are. Face, no, face, face for radio okay. kind of, you know, locks you out of things. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with that. And like I said, we could go on to this discussion for a while because I'll fight you on this every step of the way. <laughs> but I think Disney is responsible for some of the worst things to happen to voice actors because they were the people that said, let's bring in big top name celebrity to mm. do this character. And you watched all of these amazing, talented people who have been stuck getting residual pay and crap like mm -hmm. SAG wages that are there. Some of the hardest working people in the entertainment industry doing voiceover work that completely get kicked to the curb because now they have somebody like David Tennant come in to do Scrooge McDuck where you yeah. could have these huge top name talents that keeps them you like, know be able to pay for their family like pay their you know families like you know like way through college or all these other pieces so i think there's a lot that's a positive that it can be a draw but it's, i think it's the same time though too it's really kind of disappointing when you see that. It, you mentioned, you said the line, you, like, it was like, I know that voice. There is an amazing documentary called that specifically, I know that voice. And they actually go into really in depth that same argument because Chris Rock going into doing something like Shrek in, you know, the 2000s kept these big top name people. And he said, I should have got an Oscar for this. 
and said, anybody can come in here and read these lines off a piece of paper. And he's like, you got me to do it, though. And I was, and you watched the, that community explode mm-hmm. at that. They actually do an animated bit making fun of him viciously because of his <laughs> statement for that. He is incredibly hated because of that. Wow. Yeah. So. And I, I agree. Voice actors hold a special place in my heart. Like, they do a job and they do it well. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you, a prime example of that was this past year. Uh, well, not this past year. Well, 2018. I had the opportunity to finally meet Rob Polson, who is huge. I'm super jealous. And <laughs> the fact that, you know, I'm standing face to face with a guy. And as he's talking to me in his normal voice, I can hear every character he's ever done in that normal conversation. So, you know, like it's you're right. They they just they're still active to this day, but they do hold very special places in our in our hearts. As an aside, because you mentioned Rob Paulson, I love that web show that he does. Oh, talking talking tunes, talking tunes. Yeah. Talking tunes is fantastic. What is it? So it's him and another voice actor, and they read lines from like other movies yeah. as different, different characters. characters. Oh, that's really yeah. fun. So it was like, hey, let's do the Shawshank Redemption with. Um, the the woman who does Tommy Pickle's voice from Rugrats. <laughs> oh my god! As as Jack Nicholson's character. That's and, amazing. And he does that at conventions too, mm-hmm. at Keystone Comic Con, when where I got the opportunity to meet him. Yeah. They did a talking to its panel where it was him, Maurice oh, Lamar, nice. and a couple other voice actors. Is that like the Star Wars reading? Yeah, it's like when they did that stuff. Okay. And they did it for Rocky because they were in Philadelphia, so nice. they were reading this script to Rocky as different cartoon oh, characters. That's and yeah. it's fantastic. Talking Tunes is an amazing podcast. Go back and listen to the old stuff where he's doing like two hour life stories with oh these voice God. actors beforehand like mark hamill's on his second episode and you want to hear an amazing amazing history mm-hmm. it's awesome mm-hmm. so all right uh let's jump into the next topic because i know we definitely got off a little bit uh, <laughs> on that so Us? what never. never all right so growing up was there any kind of tv lineups that hooked you guys more than others i know for some people it might be but they all blend different. together for me at this point jess how about you yeah mine might be a little different again because I'm the baby. But uh, one Saturday morning on 6ABC, they had a run from like 9 to 11. And it, was, it wasn't it was all cartoons. It was mostly cartoons. But it was like Recess and Pepper Ann. And I have no idea if anyone else knows what I'm talking about. But I loved them I so I much. Do. They were so great. They even had like a I Sabrina, the Teenage Witch animated series. And that was all on one Saturday morning. And it was just really great to be able to go to like a a network channel and be able to see all these cartoons. You in just the parked yourself also. in the morning. Exactly. So there was a sec, like a block and it was what Thundercats was on in the afternoon. I think on Cartoon Network. I forget what the fucking block was called though. It had, Oh, I can't remember it. Uh, we it's probably Toonami. Probably. It was probably Toonami. Was it Toonami? That was the afternoons know. usually at three o'clock. But it was like, didn't Toonami have afternoon? all the anime though? They did. Tsunami did. It but ran they had, like, large later. chunks. Yeah, this was like because it was always when we got home from school, Thundercats would be on, and we would watch that. Um, but they had like a bunch of older stuff too, like Johnny Quest. Johnny mm-hmm. Quest. Oh, Boomerang. Like that. Boomerang. Maybe? I don't. It might it's have probably been on Boomerang, Boomerang then. Well, Boomerang was, was part before. of Cartoon. It was, and then it split off and became its own sort of like retro cartoon yeah, network yeah, 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 thing. Yeah. This was like a. Spe- I'm gonna have to look up what it was called, but it was like because it's bothering me. I don't know if it was Space Ghost. Space Ghost. Space Ghost. Coast to coast. Though there was well, a, there well, was one of the USA. Ghost, like, I think you're. <laughs> what was it? Just the normal Space Ghost as a hero. 
No, I think that was the inter. I am. I, I'm. If it, if it was the fake talk show with Space Ghost Coast, they did have different. some anime in with it though too. Though. Yeah, and I think it had like Gundam sometimes mm. and things like that. I actually, I think I know what you're talking about because there yeah. was one that I think was on a cable channel that we only got to watch when we were at my grandmother's house, oh. and it was USA. Yeah. And they had, it was like USA Toon Train or Cartoon. Uh, the Cartoon oh. Express. Cartoon Express. Thank yeah, you. Which was on oh. USA. Yeah. But so they had that and they had a couple other retro things as well as a couple other like weird ass stuff. <laughs> um, but so the one that I really remember watching, like we would race, we would run home from our bus stop to watch was, it was like um, DuckTales and then um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Disney oh, Afternoon. I Disney Afternoon. Rescue yes. Rangers. But then also we would sometimes, then we started switching over to Tiny Toon Adventures because then it would be Tiny Toon Adventures, then the Batman animated series, nice. which was like, whoa, we weren't even sure if we were allowed to be watching that <laughs> because like we were latchkey kids and lived out in the sticks and so nobody was watching us at that time. But we were like, whoa, this is, this is dark. We're going to keep watching 3:30, this. 3.30 Tiny Toons, yes. 4 o'clock Batman. Yes. 4.30 nice. Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I definitely I remember, remember DuckTales. Um, I definitely remember the Disney animation. Um, animated afternoons um, one of my favorite Saturday morning ones was actually the X-Men and this is probably like Aww, late Fox eight, yes Fox X-Men. Kids early 90s like late 80s early 90s and we would watch the we would watch X-Men it was my friend Amanda and I and it was like every time that theme song would come on that we would like run for the TV see if um, I remember I remember serves correctly the Fox Kids was you had Spider-Man then yes. it was followed up by X-Men and then it was the Tick Yes, and The Tick was another one we loved. Oh my god. That one, okay, I remember watching that one as a young teen and then I remember rewatching it when I was in college and probably intoxicated and it was even <laughs> so much better. But it was just as good like ridiculous when you were like, you know, like 10 or 11 and like all hopped up on pixie sticks and sugar cereal on like a Saturday morning. But Oh my God, the tick is probably still one of my absolute favorite things. My husband and I still quote it to each other like randomly it's all so the time. Good. I'm having trouble remembering because you guys are all mentioning like afternoon blocks of cartoons and yeah. I don't remember cartoons airing in the afternoon on Saturdays. I remember no, 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 no this is weekdays. Okay. Weekdays, weekdays after school. Weekdays okay, after well, that school, I remember because yeah. I remember Saturdays was usually eight to like ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. Eight to eight to eleven, and then you watch Saved by the Bell for an hour. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what that was. Because I remember, uh, you know, when I was younger watching cartoons on Saturdays, if you were up and in front of the TV before eight a.m. and it was like the Seven Hundred Club or something like that, mm-hmm. you're like, what the hell is this? Like, where's my <laughs> cartoons? Oh, it's not eight o'clock yet. They're not on. Yet. But yeah, because that, that was throwing me for a second. Because when you guys were mentioning these afternoon blocks, I'm like, I don't remember After afternoon school. blocks on Saturdays because they weren't. They were done by eleven o'clock yep. on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I, as far as my blocks go, like I remember, I don't remember particular blocks because it's I'm almost forty. Everything kind of blends together. But I just remember, <laughs> like, like Darkwing Duck and yes. that was a Saturday um, morning one. Uh, oh God, what, it was, yeah, uh, ABC. Yes. But what was, but, uh, but I, and I mentioned like Hammer, like Hammerman and, and, uh, Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. That was a good, that was a Saturday morning one too. That's CBS. Captain N. Captain N and the Game Master. Yes. I remember that one. Yes. One. And then there was also, uh, Super Mario Brothers, Mm -hmm. which was another one that. And then the Legend of Zelda show. Legend of Zelda show, which Mm -hmm. was immediate follow after that too. My sisters really, really, really liked those ones, uh, because they were like, we had just gotten the Nintendo and like, they were like super into the video game things. So like, 
Um, that was that, those are the ones that I used to watch with them. But that was their shows that they really liked. Was the, oh was... my god, my, my brain hurts every time I think about Captain N because like <laughs> Mega Man was like one of my favorite things growing up, and it sounded like a ninety year old chain smoking woman from yes. the Bronx. She's like, I don't care what we're doing, and I'm like, oh yeah. my god, what did you do? There was, I mean, and then there... who was the um, the guy that they got to play um, Simon? Simon Belmont. They, Simon they, Belmont. Simon, who was Simon just Belmont like... was essentially launch bad had McQuack who smoked a way beat. too much like pot and that was what it was yeah he was like, launch pad without a beak but he was also kind of like he was very flamboyant too. he was he was he was like, incredibly fam- flamboyant yeah. he had like loving scarves all the times yes. but like yeah. like it, super egocentric yeah it was oh it was oh crazy gosh. yeah but I, I also I remember like a double dragon cartoon um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles obviously was was a big. That one. was a big one in the GI early 90s. Joe. But, and see, now we're talking different decades. Like, mm-hmm. well, no, Turtles and GI Joe were the there same. There was an decade. overlap. Yeah. Um, late but 80s. What's the late oh, 80s, early 80s, early 80s? There's early. one cartoon in particular. I can't remember the name of it. Describe I, it. I probably know they it. They were sharks. Street sharks. Street sharks. Yep. That's it. I couldn't remember. I think it was sharks. I couldn't remember what the name of it was. That's that's the only one I think that it could be. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, there were toys along with that too. Yes, there were. Yes. Yep. Uh, for me, it was Kids WB. Like, no question. Um, oh, yeah, that was Because, great. again, you had Batman the Animated Series. You had later Superman, Superman yep. Batman. I thought B- Batman was on Fox. Uh, it's, it, it Did it was start on, on one and then it switched started to the other? on Fox, and then Kids WB launched, and they said, no, 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 that's our property. We're taking that back. Uh-huh. Um, but oh. like I said, you know, it's... So it, it carried for quite a long time, but, um, you know, when Superman started, then we had Batman Beyond, but also we had... Tiny Toons, there was Animaniacs, Hysteria, all those shows. Like mm-hmm. Animaniacs kinda... was amazing. I just remembered so another good. one I used to watch all the time that nobody's mentioned yet. What's that? Gargoyles. <gasps> Gargoyles. I remember that one because I was a big on one... fan of Star Trek The Next Generation, and yeah. they had all the voice yeah. actors were all actors from Star Trek Jonathan The Next Generation. Oh, yep. yep. And, but, Sirtis, but that was yep. another one. Michael Dorn. What made me think so of that good. was that was another one that started on one network and then moved over to another in its run. Because mm-hmm. I don't remember what network it started on. It might have been Fox. It remember, started on Fox. It ended it, on ABC. It aired after Batman used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it moved over, it to, moved ABC. over to ABC. Because that's where Disney, all yep. the Disney shows came from, is ABC. Yep. I feel slighted, Rob. Hmm. You left out Nickelodeon. <gasps> but we've mentioned a bunch of Nickelodeon. Did they shows do like Saturday morning really. stuff though? They just kind of they had did cartoons more like all the time. time. It was cartoons all the time it wasn't right. though because like it was car- guts and legends of the hidden temple and which Mark were also there. which were also amazing they are and all agreed that, yeah but i gotta say i gotta say you you, you lift, listed all these things like disney afternoons and fox kids and kids wb and cartoon cartoons oh, we and... gotta talk about snick snick would you consider kablam a cartoon Kablam? Don't you remember Kablam? No. I don't. Stupid popsicle stick. It was like, it was, was it was more like (sighs) puppets and like 3D and not animation, but like. You have to count Robot Chicken as a cartoon. Robot Chicken is a cartoon. Is it though? Yeah. Stop animation. Yeah, Kablam was stop animation. It's not the same. But I mean, you know, like everything I've gone through before, before, Doug, Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. Yep. So as somebody like, you know, you know, Ben, Rob and I are sort of kind of like, I don't want to say like the older people here, but we're, no, we are. It's we're fine. Really <laughs> so like, you know, as a young teen in the early, like young tween age, teenage in the early nineties, there were also some like cartoons that kind of crossed the line and transitioned in. You kind of touched on Snick a little bit. Ren and Stimpy is a huge one, but also like 
Beavis and Butthead. Daria. I did, Daria was like Daria my jam. Daria was amazing. Um, that was like one of my the absolute favorites. The Max. King yep. of the Hill. Mm-hmm. King yep. of the Hill. The Simpsons. The Simpsons came out when I was in like, I was in like third or fourth grade when the Simpsons South came Park. out. 83. And it's no. still well, they going. Were on, they were on um, they were the Tracy of, Ullman yes. show. But I, when they first it's came out with going. their own show in like 1988. Yeah. Yeah, they signed for another like two seasons. That's incredible. When did The Simpsons start? 1988 or 89? They were established in 83. They got their own show in like 87, 88. So The Simpsons are as old as I am. Yes. Yep. yes. There are very Older. Few, there are a Older. A majority so. of this world has never lived in a world without The Simpsons. <laughs> That's so disturbing. It's one of the yeah. longest running shows of all time. And it will never end. I mean, probably and not. And like Supernatural, it was never any good oh after season six. Oh, <laughs> Actually, I never liked The Simpsons. Sorry, guys. I was more Family Guy over Simpsons. But... I was neither. Yeah. No, I'm just difficult. <laughs> it's okay. I think we need to establish a Nicolas Cage animated series. <gasps> I. This is one thing I will not agree with Painful. you on. I love Nicolas Cage. I do not. As an animated character, no. Um, hello, have no. you seen Into the Spider-Verse? Character. Yes. He was a wonderful Spider-Man noir. Have you seen no, uh, Teen Titans seen. go to the movies? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so good. I'm bad at watching things. That's okay, really... you need to see Into the Spider-Verse, though. But it is still just Nicolas Cage's voice yes. just behind a character. Yeah, he yeah. does no inflection <laughs> at all when he animates so, characters. So I have to say, in terms of what we mentioned, like MTV and anime, um, besides for the horribly uh, dubbed and somewhat illegal Warriors of the Wind, which is the, the illegal dub of... Uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the oh Wind. Oh my god, okay. that was. Which was my first introduction to anime. Aww. My my actual first watching it on TV was Aeon Flux on oh, really? MTV. Mine would have been Sailor Moon. Was, mine was Sailor Moon yeah. too. I I, that was like my demographic mm-hmm. at that right. time because it like hit when I was in fifth grade-ish, a little younger, mm-hmm. and then like exploded. But I mean, after that, I watched every morning before I had to go, go to school, I watched Dragon Ball Z yeah. and Pokemon. And I it was think wonderful. If I had to say my very first anime was probably the um, Hello Kitty animated series because that was definitely produced in Japan. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to be fair, most of the cartoons we're talking about were made in Japan. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. There were a lot That's of them. This is very yeah. true. Just like the little bits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's get to the last topic before we take a break here. Um, so, what do you guys feel the primary message cartoons try to convey to us growing up was? Captain Planet really wanted you to take care of the environment, which we have failed at as a country and civilization. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously that message didn't sing. But I would argue that Gen Xers and Millennials care about the environment the most, so maybe it worked. That's true. Maybe it did Maybe Captain Planet had an impact. It's because of the heart. It It is all about the heart. I was just like, this show has got a monkey. And I'm like... The power you, is yours. It goes back to Don Cheeto ruining it forever. <laughs> <laughs> Jada, how about you? Um, okay, well, DuckTales told us that like capitalism was the way to go, but um, <laughs> hoard <laughs> all of your money you in a wrong. giant vault. Um, if you, you backpack across the world, you'll find stuff, and then you can swim in money. Done exactly. and done. Exactly. You just swim in money. That's, that's how that works. Um, but so, I mean... There were also there were ones that were very much like, you know, the whole like anti-drug, that kind of thing. And your friends are your friends forever kind of thing. So, I mean, you know, and then Gargamel is going to come and try and eat you and all of your friends if you live in a house made of mushrooms. So don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. That's what his name was. Gargamel. Gargamel. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember it for the life of me coming over here. I was like, (laughs) Gargamel and um, 
Azrael. Azrael. It was the orange cat. It was like Grendel. No. Grendel. No. We're talking about different, different things now. Different. <laughs> We're getting into literature here. Yep. Yes. I think that the 90s cartoons, especially Nickelodeon, did a really good job of mixing like dumb kids entertainment with more educational stuff. Like Rugrats was fun, but they also had some episodes that like dealt with really heavy stuff. Like you learn about how Chucky's mom has died and why she's not around. And like that was a sad episode and they definitely dealt with harder themes, but then also educational bits. Like I know the music to Carmen because of Hey Arnold. They did like that musical episode where they thought, let's put on an episode of Carmen for kids and it worked. So I mean, that's amazing. Oh, one of the most brilliant things I think also that's ever been done in cartoons was there's an entire episode of Powerpuff Girls where there's the only lines that are st- said are Beatles uh, Beatles yes. song titles. Yes. Oh my god, it. that is one of the best yes. ones. Oh, yeah. Also, many people of our generation only know all of the countries in the world because of Animaniacs. Animaniacs, yep. exactly. Yes. Animaniacs did a great job of that as well. They really did. I think that. A lot of these shows just tried to build up the fact that kids can do anything and solve all of the world's problems, no matter what. In a matter of 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and other, other than that, it was just, you know, about sticking together and sticking by your friends, like mm-hmm. lifelong friendships. And and now that I look back at it, I'm like, I am not friends with anybody that I remember from back then when I was watching <laughs> those cartoons. Um, but now when I look it's, back at these cartoons, I'm like. those lessons to use as an adult. This is true. And now as an adult, I'm like, nobody leave me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you move, try to say you're moving, I'm going to slash your tires just to let you know. That's accurate. Cartoons told me it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I'm I've, not I've, lying. I've, I've teased. And, and, unless it was, well, that's not a cartoon, but I was going to say unless it was like Keenan and Kel, because that's how the show ended. Oh. Uh, I think Kel moving Kel away. Kel moved away. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, you know, it's a cartoon that we haven't really mentioned yet. And, I mean, there, there's multiple messages in like and so many cartoons, but I think the one that stands out the most to me as actually comes from SpongeBob SquarePants. Heck yeah! Uh, and it's just <laughs> do what makes you happy, because that's Aww. how that's how SpongeBob was all the time. Like he literally just did what he wanted to do, and he had fun, and that's like the biggest message I, I think see any that face what's with that God face Spongebob, Spongebob is one of the most quotable <laughs> cartoons of all time fight know, me and, like and do you know I've only seen maybe 10 episodes of that you cartoon. really only need to see the, the early ones okay. yeah. you really do honestly I've seen more episodes than Ben but yeah I have this feeling like I'm like no distance myself from Spongebob but but it's yeah, so, it's so quotable good. I saw some of the yeah, I, just, I saw a lot of the episodes because my baby sister watched it I just want him to allow Squidward to play his clarinet like i played the clarinet i was like squidward's playing the clarinet yay (laughs) oh why is spongebob ruining it (laughs) uh for me i I will say i didn't know what noir was at all until i saw batman the animated series and then i was like wow noir stuff is really cool looking and really awesome uh the secondly thing i think that tv shows were trying to teach us growing up was buy more toys tell your parents to buy (laughs) us these toys Toys. That Basically. and um, I think just the commercials in between everything was like, man, everybody in the world has a Nash skateboard. Why don't I? And that was pretty much it. <laughs> I got a Nash skateboard. <laughs> everybody else is allowed to have sugar cereal, but me. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. do shit on my Nash skateboard. I tried to do tricks and stuff, and it's because they were flat. That's why. <laughs> 
I know. What is a Nash steak? Yeah, I, was I don't know what this is. It was it was a brand. If you ever watched like Double Dare, one of the first things. Yeah, that, like, Double hey, Dare made me want to go to space okay. camp. We're gonna send you home with like a Nash skateboard. And everyone's like, but that kid's going to space camp. Right. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, this skateboard costs six dollars. I know. I sold it at Toys R Us. <laughs> Sometimes the runner-up prizes were like rollerblades with all of the knee pads and helmet included. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? We've got about five minutes. I'm going to squeeze this one other piece in because I didn't think we'd be able to have time to get to it, but I think we can do it really quick. So if there was a series from these last two decades, from the 80s and 90s, that you wanted a specific one that's not been remade, rebooted, that you would love to see come back in today's modern era, what do you think it would be? You don't really have to go into it in deep, but... Oh, with the way technology is now today, I want to see a reboot of Inspector Gadget. Do, 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 do. I mean, <laughs> I did well, it too. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Hold on. What about the Matthew one? Broderick movie? But the Matthew Broderick movie was still the 90s. There's a CG Inspector Gadget show that ended a couple of years ago. There was? Yeah. How did I miss this? Do, 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 do. I didn't say Inspector Gadget that time. Do, 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 there we go. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Ben. We're just trying to claw you back. Dang it, Bell. <laughs> Cat. I would love to see like a live action Gargoyles. I think that would be really fun. Ooh, or just an updated Gargoyles cool. too with like more... That was just a really interesting Gargoyles show. Two, electric Boogaloo. <laughs> there we go. Oh my God. Cement Boogaloo. I was like, uh, Goliath is just down on his luck and is just dancing to save the, uh, the, 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 what is it? The, oh, oh my God. Remember. I can't remember what happened in, in, in that. It was like, what, the youth center or something like that? And he's just breakdancing in the street and that's it. <laughs> I'll say the Thundercats uh, reboot that they did was actually really interesting. That was really good. Jada. Oh man, if I had to pick one that would I would that has not been redone that I would like to see redone, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. That was (gasps) such a good show. I really, really liked that show. Um, I mean, you had like diverse characters and yeah, exactly. A great theme song. And I was a bigger fan of Tailspin. Tailspin was also good, but I'm like going to have to go with uh, Rescue Rangers. Gadget. Gadget. Loved her. <laughs> I, just, I just heard it in my head. The Chippendales theme song yeah. sounds vaguely familiar like the MacGyver theme song. Chippendales. Yeah, it does. Rescue Rangers. Think about it. Think about it. Just leave it there. I'll see if I can find something that tries to get close to melding those two things together. Jess. Probably there's not a reboot of like Tiny Toons or anything. Is there, there should be because there should be that <laughs> show Animaniacs was is golden. Back, but Animaniacs Ooh. is coming back. It would probably be Tiny Toons or Doug. Those are my two. I, I would think I would Tiny like Tunes. to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Tiny Toons should come back. I think kids today need that. Yes. Yes. I, I would second that. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple. So Doug is an adult. Yeah. Or in college, uh, Hey Arnold as an adult, or in college, um, uh, isn't the Hey Arnold movie coming out this year? I think they already. I think that was last year. I, it was I think last it year. came oh. out. Oh, Invader Zim is this year. That's right. Um, Rugrats. They already kind of did. They did a grown up, grown ups, which it was, was weird. weird. Yeah, it was um, really weird. Or, but then honestly, I'm coming back down to Rocco's Modern Life. Oh. I would love to see that Rocco's postmodern life. <laughs> well, well, let, me, yes. let me ask you this. Well Rocco, Rocco was a dog, right? Well, he was no, a he was wallaby. a wallaby. I don't remember. He That's was a wallaby. <laughs> okay. What was his friend? He had a best friend. Filbert, Filbert. the turtle. The turtle. No, no, no. Heifer the cow. Heifer yes. the cow, okay, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, for me, uh, one of two things. Uh, a dark and gritty reboot of Popples. Ooh. <laughs> oh my God. Nice. Either that or Fraggle Rock. 
dark and gritty Fraggle Rock. But Fraggle Rock was puppets. That was not animation. It's and that was already kind of dark and gritty. Uh, yeah, it okay. was. Okay. Yeah. But a dark and gritty popples. I just want to see what that would look like. Um, <laughs> Can we pair that with Care Bears? Like make a whole like universe? <laughs> a dark and gritty noir Care Bears God and popples. Possibly, who, what was the other one that was in that sort of like family? I just feel like it would look like the Detective Pikachu movie. I mean, it probably uh. would. <laughs> like, that's what it cares. That new, tra- I'm not gonna lie. That new trailer, I think I'm gonna see it. It looks fantastic. It looks pretty good. It really does. I don't know why I like it, but it looks real good. Dark and gritty popples. Then yeah. Pikachu's got a sick addiction to coffee. Uh, right. Honestly, have you heard this? The end of Detective Pikachu is just a Deadpool fever dream. <laughs> They're going to just do, like, Once Upon a Deadpool Part 2. Yes. And it's just going to be, just the end is just Ryan Reynolds is like, what? I, I don't know why they, they had me do this, but they did. All right. Well, with that, why don't we take a quick break? We'll be back in just a few. And we're going to talk about our top five favorite cartoons from growing up. Um, and then see how they kind of match up to our top five cartoons now as adults. So. the things that we didn't get a chance to get to previously before we went to break was you know what our top five cartoons were growing up and i figured this is a good opportunity for us to do this really quickly so uh or as quickly as we can um but also kind of the reasoning is on why and if they would differ from your top five now uh i would assume for most of us this is probably going to be the case but if there are differences i figure it's a good way to go through that so um who would like to start don't everybody jump in. All right. Uh, All right. This is really I, I can, hard. I can start it. I can, okay. I, I'm, I'm, probably, yeah. I'm probably going off. I'm, I'm probably just winging most of this list. I'm sure there's some that I'm probably going to leave out. But I'm, I mentioned Inspector Gadget. Uh, do to do to do. I'm never going to mention it again now because of that. Do to do to do do do. Darkwing Duck was one I, I absolutely loved. And I still go back and rewatch to this day. Uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, it is still very nostalgic to me. Um, Tailspin was another one that I still loved. Like, I know it's implausible, but I always wanted to be kit with that airfoil. Like, I just wanted to air surf behind a plane. <laughs> Knowing full well if I did it now today, I would die. But I still wanted to do it. Um, which leaves me one more. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Superman the Animated Series just because I grew up a huge 
Superman fan, and I loved it when I got to have more Superman when I was younger. Fair. Um, no, well, does that differ than what you'd say your top favorite cartoons of all time would be? Um, yeah. Come back to you? Yeah, come okay. back to me on that one. So, Bill. I've got both of them. Um, so, growing up, definitely Doug, Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, Hey Arnold. Uh, and then the fifth is the fifth is probably tough. Um, maybe Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Cat Dog was so <laughs> it was good. Just, it was just stupid funny. Um, <laughs> or Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Oh my also god! Also, stupid so funny. Dumb, so See, that's Word another one two. I remember watching whilst intoxicated. But it's yeah. a good yeah. way to watch that show. Yes. I mean, yeah. You know, a lot of them like Doug and Rocco's Modern Life. I mean, Rocco's Modern Life, not so much. <laughs> that was more again stupid funny. But like Doug and Hey Arnold were like, and Rugrats were all, hey, this these shows have kind of a good message, and I really love the stories, and I love the characters. Um, now, it's completely different. The only thing that would stay on that list is probably Rocco's Modern Life, because I like stupid funny, and I like seeing the adult humor in it. Um, but more recently, Archer. Archer's oh, in my, Archer's 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 in my yeah. top five current. Yeah. Um, of all time. Yeah. Yep. Bob's Burgers. Rick and Morty, um, because that show is just—it's kind of sad. Like, it is kind of sad when you watch. I it just don't know if the... I want existentialism with my cartoons. I, I guess, that's the I problem guess. I had with Rick and Morty. I like I like that kind of stuff and exploring those yeah. kind of things. But at the same time, it is it. There's a lot of stuff that makes you question things, and it's like it makes you cringe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I. Don't really. Maybe Family Guy, just for the stupid, yep. funny aspect. That's in mine, too. Yeah. That would that would probably be in my top five. Fair. And then um, the recurring jokes that they sometimes take a little too far, like the... The chicken. The the fighting chicken, but then, you know, when he, like... The knee. St- stubs, and stubs his knees, like... Ah. <sighs> and it's like, it goes off, like, come back, and he's yeah, still doing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's mine. Fair. Gina. So I can give you my top five now, but you may have to come back to me for my top five or my okay. top five. I'm sorry. I can give you my top five from then and I can give you, but I can't, you might need to come back to me for sure. my top five. That's fine. We can now. do that. Um, so my top five from probably when I was a kid would be Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, Batman, The Tick, and Powerpuff Girls. That's a fantastic Ooh, list. That is a good list. Uh, just because, I mean, you get a really good grouping of like slapstick funny um, slapstick funny with maybe a little bit more poignancy and educationalism. Batman, you have the noir um, and all the different great gritty DC characters. The Tick, which sort of spoofs all of that and does it so freaking brilliantly. And the Powerpuff Girls, because Powerpuff Girls, that that was like my life. Now, I, that was a later show for me, but it's still one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Um, my list is very close to yours. Um, my actually list would probably be Looney Tunes, Animaniacs, Batman the Animated Series. Uh, I'd throw X-Men the Animated Series in there, too. And mm-hmm. I would say probably classic Looney Tunes is is my other big one from just my youth. But um, I would say now how much that's changed is actually not that much. Not that much. <laughs> um, it would be Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. still. I would probably keep Animaniacs in there because I still think that was, as much as I love Tiny Tunes, um, Animaniacs, if I had to choose, would always be top dog there. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, but Futurama, I, I still oh, think, is Futurama one of my favorite amazing. shows. And again, it was one of those shows that I still have episodes I can't watch without crying. Absolutely. Um, um, honestly, if I had to put something, it's very, very similar. If I had to maybe pick something that I would put in amongst that list as far as animated series is Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, but that's so that's fun. a newer one. I mean, and also that and Legend of Korra because that just yeah. those those shows are so good. Um, they have such a good message, but they're also funny. They're also poignant. They have really well-rounded, well-developed characters. Even the villains are really well-rounded and really well-developed. And it's just, again, they're episodes I can't watch now without crying. Yeah. Um, but I would say to round out the rest of my, my list, I, it was, you know, for now, it's, again, Futurama, Animaniacs, Batman, the Animated Series. Uh, I would definitely put in um, probably <laughs> as well Invader Zim and... Mm. Is I know it's a horrendous show, but I love the fact that there was a Legend of Zelda cartoon. I didn't love it as much as a kid because I didn't <laughs> like wasn't as fully invested in it. And going back now, it, it's painful and it hurts to watch, but it's awesome to know that Nintendo took a risk on a Zelda cartoon. So um, another one that I would put on mine would be Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Um, nice. um, I adore show. that show. Um, I can think of my old five now. I can't think of the new five yet. But um, out of the old ones, I would say Muppet Babies was a big one. Um, Scooby-Doo was always a big one with all of the iterations of it, including 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, which was amazing, Rob. And hey, um, hey, the hey, best... enough, enough people like it because they're making an animated movie to show the final 13th Good. ghost. Okay, the very best Scooby-Doo is Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, and I will hear nothing Ooh, else about it. Uh, Tim no. Curry. Speaking of Tim Curry, he's in that one. Oh, I need to watch Sorry. Scooby- Witch's Scooby-Doo Ghost. Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Nope. That was amazing, mm-hmm. too, nope. but I need to watch that. Scooby-Doo is ba- Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah, oh, 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 yep, Batman okay. Brave and the Bold <laughs> is a good one. Yeah. Also, you Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, but then uh, Batman the Animated Series, um, Thundercats was a big one for me, and then the very underrated Pirates of Dark Water, which was all the Sinbad tales of yore. It was so good, and that was one of the few ones when we did a rewatch, like we did a cartoon you know, night or day a couple years back. Like, that was one of the ones. Thundercast did not hold up. But Pirates of Dark Water did. And it was so good. Nice. Um, Jess? Sure. My top five when I was a kid was, let's see, Rugrats, which we've mentioned, but Hey Arnold, Tiny Toons, Pokemon, and the animated Spider-Man. I was obsessed with the animated Spider-Man. It was an excellent, excellent series. Uh, the only one of those top five cartoons now is a little harder. I think the only one that stays is Rugrats. I really think that that's just one of the best of all time. But I would have to add a lot of what Jada added. Avatar, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, Adventure Time, because oh, amazing. it is so great. And another one that's just amazing for kids, like my nephews watch it, and then I watch it, and I'm like, shit. Should they be watching this? Steven the Universe? Steven I haven't Universe? seen Steven Universe, but Steven I've heard Universe amazing really, things really about good. It. My kids started watching that a couple weeks ago, and Aww. I'm not disappointed. Oh, another one I forgot that's really good <laughs> that I should put on my list as of like right now is Gravity Falls. Gravity oh, Falls is out freaking standing. Okay. It's so good. And it's only two seasons, but yeah. it has a great story arc and a great ending. If it was only two seasons, I need to watch it that. really that good? It, it really has a is. huge following. It really is. Let's be real. Firefly. One season, man. But they built <laughs> the reason why Gravity Falls is good is because at two seasons is because they made it to only be for one summer. So it's literally start to finish one story arc. Oh, I was only teasing. I've heard it, I've cool. heard good things about it. No, so it's absolutely outstanding. Watch, it. Yeah. watch yeah. it if you haven't done yeah. so. Do so. 
Um, That's awesome. Oh, I just, just hold on. Yeah, I just thought of like one go, more. <laughs> I need at least one more for my current. Well, well, I mean, you're, I don't even know. There's so many good yeah. ones that have come out since then. Do you need then. a moment to come back Probably, to your, your top five? Because I can do my top five now. Yeah, you go. Okay. You go. Um, yeah, I mean, I mentioned my top five from earlier. There's a couple that would swap out. Um, Superman would be swapped out for Batman the Animated Series now in my top five. Uh, Bill mentioned Archer, Family Guy, which are two that would be my top five now. Um, oh, my God. I had them, and now I forgot. Oh, uh, the original Transformers would still be – would probably be in my top five now because that's one if I go back <laughs> – and watch it's it still holds up to me a little bit to this day the other one that's in my top five all-time favorite cartoons and it's one i still watch today because i can put them on shuffle and just watch them all damn day uh are the original looney tunes because they still hold up i mean there's still they there are still cartoons of the original looney tunes that make me laugh and i'll watch them for the rest of my life i'll watch the original looney tunes same yeah uh cat um, I would say ones that I like now, probably, um, I mean, Batman still holds up for me. Uh, I will say, even though I don't jump to Futurama like Rob does, it's an on running, like we have so many on running jokes from that show in our house that like, I feel like that has to be mentioned. Archer's huge. And then, um, I'm trying to think I've really enjoyed, what was it? Is it the new Teen Titans we were watching? Teen Titans, was, I forgot about Teen that Titans. Was, yeah. Teen, well, Teen, Teen Titans, Titans like, Go? Yeah. The, I really enjoyed the little the super deformed, the super deformed Yeah, version. they were super the cute. Little it reminded chibis. me of Tiny Titans, and I loved those <laughs> comics. Like, I loved the Tiny Titans comics, so it was fun watching something that was like that. Because, I mean, I love Teen Titans, too, but I really, really enjoyed Tiny Titans. It's just adorable. And yet, one more. I can't think of it. <laughs> okay. Well, I will, I will steal your last one and okay, add one to my list. Star Wars Rebels. Oh my god, yes. I guess it does, yeah. It's animated. It's animated animated. and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, My husband might divorce me for not (laughs) saying that one. I'll I'll put that in my top five. Because we're talking about a lot of like not 3D animated stuff. So I think that's But there's so many cartoons now that are 3D. And that's just what kids kind of go to. We missed an old one that was not hand-drawn animated. Reboot. Oh my god, I loved Reboot. Yes, that would have been. Oh, that's so good. It's okay. So good. Like I threw, I, I threw a terrible one in my top five, and even though I know it's kind of not because I couldn't think of one. Uh, really, it's Star Wars Rebels, and it's just neat that they still made a Zelda cartoon. So, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, I revised my top five of all time list. Uh, Rugrats <laughs> still stays on it. So does Avatar: The Last Airbender, and Foster's Home. But my two additions are Teen Titans and Kim Possible. That oh, is my final one. Yes. Teen Titans, like the classic Teen like Titans? Like the classic Teen the classic Titans. Teen they Titans are making a movie. Are they really? Because they made the Teen Titans oh. Go movie. It's Teen Titans Go really versus the Teen Titans. No, oh my god, Because it's the same cast. Yeah. It's already finished being done. Uh, I they just don't know so when it's going to release yet. Because the original That's Teen amazing. Titans were so good. Nobody it knows if it's really going to be... Even, well, Gary Payton knows, but... But he won't say. He said, he's like, they've been done it for about nine months. Uh, they just don't know if it's going to air on TV or if it's going to be on okay. big screen um, okay. at this point in time. I hope so. it's big screen. I, really I do, do. too. Because Teen Titans Go to the Movies was that one was of my fantastic. favorite things I've ever seen. I like so Teen funny. Titans Go. I started watching it because my nephews were in love with it. And I was like, you guys it's need really to see goofy. the original one. <laughs> it's really goofy. That's it's why really they love goofy. it. Again, it's, have you ever read the um, Tiny Titans comics? It was all like the Teen Titans cast. But like super chibi and like they were they in just like grade school did silly Aww. things and so it was just like lots of silly little vignettes and so watching Teen Titans Go I'm like oh that's that 
And that's and that's the thing. Like <laughs> I know this is it's kind of breaking topic for a second, but going to see Teen Titans go to the movies in theaters with you. I had never seen an episode of Teen Titans Go ever, so I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I was expecting it to be totally just geared for kids, and I swear, I don't think I laughed as hard at any animated movie as I did in theaters I watching Teen Titans Go. I laughed harder in that movie than I did both Deadpool movies combined. Yeah, that movie, I <laughs> was... have to really see it. I have not seen it yet. My stomach was in pain. From laughing I it so after. damn I hard. I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> it, it, it was truly phenomenal. Um, but I mean, yeah, Teen Titans Go is, is such a fun show. I'm still amazed that you don't have it all yet because it's it's so good. Yeah. Um, all right. So out of our favorite shows, are there any that we feel that are, or even the ones that we didn't talk about that are just absolutely unwatchable by today's standards? Um, and if there's specific ones you think that are like truly hold up beyond any other ones and let's get this one out of the way we all probably at this table agree batman the animated series holds up better than almost any cartoon Absolutely. ever yes, made. Sure. yes. Mm-hmm. Hands down. definitely it's timeless like truly so we'll just get that out of the way yes okay like i was saying when we had that cartoons day thundercast did not hold up no it was really painful and we were watching it and we we're like oh oh no this is bad <laughs> uh one that you and I, Rob, had talked about recently because I recently added it to my library that I attempted to watch and I just couldn't get past the first two or three episodes is Transformers Beast Wars. I just do not like the animation That's of fair. that it show. Was, it was 1995 yeah, in CG. I, I just do, do not like the animation of that. Because that was just, the same as Reboot. It was yeah, the same time. I, just, I can't watch it. Um, one that I actually really, really loved as a kid, Gem and the Holograms. Tried to watch like the old original <laughs> animated series of it, and I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. Uh-huh. Like, it's just bad. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I will say officially, as much as I love Transformers, it does not hold up one <laughs> I disagree. Ooh, ooh. They're going to throw I, down I, on that side I still of the table. think it's fun. I- it, it, it's fun. Yeah. Does it hold up? No. How are we gauging this? Are we saying kids would watch it today, or are we saying that the themes are consistent with uh, things I, I that people would be watching today? Would view it is when you watch it, you look at the animation, I'm like that's bad. Like okay. there's nothing about this that looks visually good. Like the dialogue is really. It is terrible. Okay. Like, yeah, like Thundercats, the dialogue was so stilted, and, and it felt really painful. That's where I'm coming at. Like okay. yeah. Transformers, like you watch it and you're like, why is Optimus green and pl- purple in the scene? Because like that happens like seven <laughs> times an episode where like whoever co- is the colorist for the show was like, because it's outsourced to another country and they didn't oh, know God. and they just I, randomly do the things and they're like, well, I make that character all green. Be these colors I, I think like, I think happens, just like, weird lighting. That happens like 400 <laughs> times an episode. Like, I think G I think G one got ruined for us by Bumblebee. The no. opening to Bumblebee. No, no. This was, I thought Even about before this like that? Okay. years ago, and I'm like. Because the opening to Bumblebee rough. is phenomenal, and what Transformers G1 should be if they ever bring it back. A good litmus test, though, too, is usually if you bring someone in who did not grow up with the nostalgia and have them watch it, a lot of times, like, he tried having me watch Transformers, and. Like, the real Ghostbusters, surprisingly, is not that bad. Like, you, you can have people jump in and kind of watch it. Like, we did a cartoon thing, like, uh, our friend Paul uh, and myself. 
about two years ago uh, at a convention, and we showed a Cthulhu episode of the real Ghostbusters, and everyone was like, "There was a real Ghostbusters episode that dealt with Cthulhu." I did not, and I had that. no idea either because when I found that's it, that's awesome. Um, but like everybody watched it, and was like, "That's surprisingly really decent." And they talked about like Miss Catonic University and all that stuff. The episode, you're like, "Wow!" Like I'm kind of surprised and blown away, but. Even the cast was decent in how they did everything. Like, the animation was smooth throughout the whole thing. But, like, you go back and watch something like He-Man, and you're like, this is just (laughs) god Yeah, the original, like, He-Man and She-Ra ones, you'll go to watch them now, and it is absolutely painful. Has anyone seen the new She-Ra? No, on I Netflix. Haven't. I hate that animation style so much. Oh, I think it's cute. I think it's cute, but, like, I don't know why. Like, I've never... That really super simplified always kind of throws me. So... Like, I know it's very smooth looking when it's it in is. action. But. It is, for sure. I haven't watched all of it, but I've seen the first few episodes, and it's cute. It's good. Aww. I was thinking about actually watching that with my daughter, so. She would love it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of might hold up, but I think, and I hate to say it, Rugrats. You don't think it holds up? I don't think it holds up. I, out of all of the Nick <laughs> cartoons, I would say I think Doug holds up the least because I think the animation style was a lot looser. I agree. And people aren't as used to that anymore. Doug is the other one that just um, falls apart. Doug falls mm-hmm. apart. And I, as much as it pains me to say it, Captain Planet would not oh be okay God. today. Yeah. Yeah. Captain people Planet would hate not that. hold up. But, but like, uh, Hey Arnold has yeah. a solid animation style. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that holds up fine. Wild Thornberries, which we have not mentioned yes. yet. Oh. Also, that Tim was Curry. Tim Curry's big role. <laughs> I know. He was in that for Smashing. <laughs> Um, those art styles would hold up more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Fair. Um, any last ones anybody wants to sort of like throw in into things that just they just don't feel like held up at all? I don't think Bobby's World would hold up if you brought it back. Bobby's World ended up. I think he wants to actually. Really? Yeah. Howie Mandel Bobby's wants to bring World. back Bob. It was a Howie Mandel show, and he played. He voiced the character, the main character, Bobby. Who oh. rode around on a big wheel? I couldn't take that mother's voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Minnesota voice. Oh, Bobby, my little darling, don't you know? Yeah, oh but, all but, that time. So but that that that, <laughs> yeah, that is Minnesota. That's oh, I know. You would have put that mother in a Fargo wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably no worse than like Peppa Pig, which has a lot of American kids talking in British accents. Which I is love that adorable. coming out of Peppa Pig. But it's probably <laughs> the only redeeming quality of Peppa Pig, because Peppa Pig can be kind of ro- problematic at times. Um, <laughs> Do you hear that people have problems with Peppa Pig because it teaches kids like communism or something like that? No, no, I just think it's obnoxious at times. Um, And it always, it's one of those shows that kind of like always paints certain characters in like a very stupid light. And I don't like that, especially when it's geared towards like preschool age kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into one of the, my favorite ones in this is like, what series do we feel had the best storytelling or ongoing continuity through a show? Because that wasn't really common for a lot of cartoons. Like a lot of them kind of just were kind of one and done. Sometimes a couple minute episodes long or going through. I think the shows with the most continuity were the superhero ones. You had Batman yeah. that had long X-Men. story arcs. X-Men had long story arcs. Spider-Man. And they dealt with a lot of the stuff that was in the comics that weren't necessarily light subjects for kids. But yeah, they went through them and they would be multiple episode arcs. Whereas like the, the Nicktoons were very episodic. Mm-hmm. One and done. Um, another one that I think really kind of actually held true to sort of an overarching um, uber plot, if you would, would be the DuckTales series. Because, I mean, they had, there were like actual plots that took over several episodes. There was always like, there was reoccurring antagonists. 
there was always like and they'd know, reference back to right, like hey the last time Glumgold came around right, or the Beagle exactly. Brothers or something or, like yeah. that yeah no that's very that's really true I think they, they actually did a really decent job and I think that's one of the big things that they kind of praise the new DuckTales series for is like they're trying to continue kind of that mindset and, but they're putting it a little bit more front and center with like an ongoing continuity but I think it's really kind of cute though too I think one of the reasons that I caught something when we had it on here with a, a blanket fork party we just did this past weekend there was a, an episode of, of the new DuckTales where they mentioned gummy berries and I'm like oh my god I'm like did they really seriously bring that up but they were saying apparently their, their plan is to take all those old Disney afternoon shows and they're gonna make an ongoing stretch continuity and I'm that's like that's cool. kind that's of amazing really cool. and now I'm gonna be singing that theme song in my head for the rest of the day <laughs> I just have one question about DuckTales because I'm only a couple episodes in and this will really gauge whether or not I'm going to continue with it. Uh, has anybody finished it yet? Mm-hmm. Old or new? The new one? Yeah. Okay. So then nobody at this table will probably be able to answer this question. Is that whether or not Gizmo Duck will make an appearance? Yes. Okay, then I will continue to watch Fenton it. is an actual <laughs> character. Okay, then I will continue. I heard a rumor he was the... going to be voiced by Lin-Manuel Miranda. He is, he is, he is he voiced, is by, voiced Lin-Manuel. by Lin-Manuel. Oh, well, then I will yes. continue to watch DuckTales because um, I loved Gizmo Duck. I didn't get a chance to watch any of the full episodes. We had people kept stopping and watching them when they were here the other day. And I did not hear a bad thing from a single person that sat down and said, this is fantastic. And I'm like, I need yeah. to sit down and watch it. From what I saw in between like, you know, kid wrangling, it was actually quite good. And John Ralphio <laughs> is one of the voices of the kids. He is. Really? <laughs> and David Tennant is Scrooge McDuck. Yes. yes you so. can tell. Um, is the very... Uh... Oh, uh, why can't I think of it? Uh, his name was Abed from Community. Danny Pudi. Dave, yes. He's, yes. he's one of the kids. He's one of the... He's one of the... The ducklings? One of the, the cousins. Huey, Dewey, or Louie? Yeah. 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 That's cute. So. All right. Back on topic. I feel it's cheating if I throw in Pokemon here. No, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, again, oh. the what, where do you draw the line between cartoons so and anime? I know that's really tricky because, well, like, I'm yeah, pretty much I'm limiting. Pokemon. I'm keeping a lot of my anime responses out because I had I watched. So but I think much it's anime. okay that you do though because again, these were kind then of all thrown my answers in. for everything would be different. Yeah, that might make it into my top five. At because I, I I think that's there's nothing wrong with throwing that into the mix here, especially because the fact that again it was a massive like '90s thing. Yeah. Sailor Moon had really great continuity. Those had wonderful storylines. Now, most of them never got, like, the Super S and Stars never got released in the States because they couldn't censor enough stuff in Stars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because they had a weird thing with censoring Sailor Moon with the dub version that they released out in the States where, like, first off, they, didn't they, like, oh, they erased their bits because when they when they transformed there were butt cracks and like nipples and stuff but they erased that because Mm -hmm. god forbid god forbid and then they in in the second season there were two characters that came in um sailor uranus and sailor neptune who were gay Mm -hmm. and they made them cousins because that is the same thing (laughs) which was really confusing and i was obsessed with it when i was little and i was like oh they're cousins so i made my cousin Michelle was Sailor Neptune, and I was Sailor Uranus, and I even got my hair cut like Sailor Uranus because I was like, "She's a tomboy like me, and it's awesome." Uh, and your mother was like, "They're really close for cousins, <laughs> yep. right?" Yeah. But then in Sailor Stars, you actually had a three characters that came in that were boys that transformed into girls, and I don't think they even knew what to do with that to 
censor things, so they never released it. And also, like, the finale, she was naked and flying around the entire time, so they would have had their hands full with it. I know, right? Well, I mean, That's the only way I fly around. Yes. It's it's really the best way. Very liberating. And my brain just kind of went to Powdered Toast Man for some odd reason. Uh. (laughs) What about Billy the Beef Tallow Boy? Come on now. Backwards, which he was did. always the oddest thing to me too. <laughs> didn't know. he have to like he had to like go in a really deep squat yep, when he yep. would he take off? To take off, yeah. <laughs> it was a very deep squat, and his butt, butt cheeks flapped. In the Matt, yeah, yeah, he like twerked and stuff. They yeah. didn't even have words for that in the nineties. <laughs> Again, Rin and Snippy. Reason why is like we're not going to air this anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, so other shows for best storytelling. Like I said, we mentioned anime. Obviously, you know Pokemon, Sailor mm-hmm. Moon. Superhero shows. Go ahead. One that we haven't brought up yet, but actually, and even though they were all one-off episodes that were very topical, they did a really good job at threading jokes is South Park. Because yeah. that came out in the 90s. It did. I looked it up beforehand. Because like that was... That was 96. Yeah. I didn't watch Ren and Stimpy, but that was the one we snuck in and watched and we weren't supposed to. These are cause... all things I was not allowed to watch. Oh, no. I wasn't yeah. allowed to. You were no. a baby. I was yeah. a baby. We weren't allowed I was to in watch high school. You were a baby. <laughs> South Park was on the not supposed to watch list, so my cousin and I would like sneak of course, and watch it, right. and we're like, "Oh, we gotta check it out." But that they actually like you would constantly get like recurring jokes and stuff like that throughout. That they did a really good job. You killed Kenny. <laughs> the only thing I have to add here is the Tiny Toons episodes where they did like the summer vacation, like no, it's the summer episode. vacation. Yeah. It's oh, an amazing movie. So good. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was such a good movie. Um, actually, you know what, too, I, I will say, I know we, we said the superhero stuff, but, um, the fact that they had crossovers occasionally, like, you know, we had the Superman and Batman series crossed over for the world's finest, you know, yeah. movie that, you know, you had Kevin Conroy playing Batman on a Superman, yeah, which Aww. was awesome. That was so cool to see. And you had another episode later where, like, Bruce Wayne went missing and Superman had to be Batman working alongside Robin and it was super fun to watch all these little things but like that created the Bruce Timbers that went on to Justice League and Justice League Unlimited and such it was yeah. amazing to see that happen and not just across one show but four so um all right so I had a fun one here and I think this is again it's gonna be a very short topic but um I thought it was just kind of fun to bring up so the 80s there was a lot of odd odd cartoons and especially this stretch into the 90s but there was a lot of odd choices of properties to convert into animated series that probably should ever, <laughs> never, ever be, for one, aimed for children, um, made into toy lines, any of these things. But I don't know if anybody recalls any of them specifically. And I, go ahead. Mr. T. Yeah. That's he, he did have a cartoon. Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. Rambo, First Blood, yes. was a TV show for Are kids you in serious? the 80s. Yes, I remember that one. Oh, my God. I have one that was actually kind of good. James Bond Jr. Oh, I remember that. That was late 80s. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. cute. And I still remember the theme song and the bright like orange and yellow coloring that was on all of the toys. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Dick Tracy. They they made an animated series after the movie cuz yes. the movie was so huge. Now it came from a comic, but mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily a comic meant for kids. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my ones that just made me go, really? That's messed up, was they said, we're going to take Toxic Avenger. And they made Toxic <laughs> Crusaders because Toxic Avenger being a trauma film. Yeah. And trauma films are not for even most adults. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if anybody's seen Tromeo and Juliet, but there's a giant penis monster in half, half of that movie. 
Um, I mean, but they turned that into a cartoon. And I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, that's just batshit insane. Yeah. Uh, but they also, there was the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes TV show, too, for a cartoon that. for kids. That. That's uh, so weird. Oh, yeah. No, like, you mentioned a, 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 an MC Hammer. Yep. Which, you know. If his superpower is, hey, this is how you embezzle money and you get locked <laughs> in jail. But you also do the running man while wearing weird pants. This right. is how you go broke by wearing big pants. <laughs> ben, how do you feel about the Back to the Future cartoon? You know, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a great cartoon, but I still watched it as a kid because of being the massive fan of the property that I am. Um, I owned the cartoon. Uh, I have not gone back to rewatch it because <laughs> I don't want to. It's smart. Because <laughs> it's the smart decision is yes. to not go back. I think the only one that was really good was actually the Ghostbusters. Like yeah. the real Ghostbusters. The, the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Sorry. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember a couple other good, great ones. Police Academy is another one. That's right. Oh, my one God. Police Academy, that Police was, Academy a was a cartoon kids series. Cartoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one released in 2007. Friday, the animated series. What? Mm-hmm. Like, but that was aired, aired on something like Spike, though, or something uh, like yeah. that. So. But I'm talking about, like, they made a Police Academy Actually, like, on Saturday, Saturday morning, morning cartoons. cartoons, and I'm like... Uh, do people know that that was... Yeah. It's kind of Animal wrong. House for Cops. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's, maybe well, let's, let's steer clear of this one here. Well, another one, though, that I think, I, when I first heard about it, I thought was going to be fit into that category of like why are we making this but and i actually watched a couple episodes and thought it was fucking fantastic is the mike tyson mysteries which the mike tyson mysteries but that was, was an adult swim it's, show. It's, it was an adult swim show but it was adult still a cartoon swim. yeah um Aww. there was another one i just had and i lost it oh i can never i can't remember the name of the show i want to think it's called turbo team and it was a animated series starring michael jackson and two young kids, and Michael Jackson turned into cars, and oh, they climbed oh, no. into him. And I'm like, that's oh, not fucked no. up. <laughs> no, why? Yeah, it's... wasn't there another one with that involved a car, like somebody mm. mask? Well, wait, no, Turbo Teen was a different thing. That was the kid that turned into mask a car. Was... Yeah, there was but a then, kid that turned. But into there a car. was the other thing where Michael Jackson turned into a car and children. Climbed yeah, no, that was definitely oh, weird. No. Yikes! Well, yeah, here, here's one that we haven't mentioned yet. It's we're talking about like cartoons that are based off movie properties, and I'm wondering what people thought of. What about the Beetlejuice cartoon? <gasps> I, I loved that. the Beetlejuice cartoon. Again, that was a so show good. that probably should not have been made, but into a cartoon, kids. Into a cartoon yeah. for children. But, but it worked really. It was well. a Saturday morning one, which I feel like they could get away with a little bit more on Saturday mornings. Things being maybe slightly more inappropriate or well, whatever. It was also, like, it wasn't... They didn't go... I mean, like, Beetlejuice wasn't as, like, he was in the movie either. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't nearly, as lecherous. Yes. <laughs> like, and, you know, Lydia was just the spooky outcast, so I think kids could glom onto that pretty easily, and they just went on weird adventures, oh, you know? I just I just looked up another one, um, and it's one that I own, actually, and it is a... It was catered more for adults, but again, it was one that when it came out, you're like, Okay, why are you making a cartoon from this movie? And that's Clerks, the animated series. Oh, <laughs> I do okay. actually Which remember that. I actually <laughs> still like. It's actually it's, really funny. That's actually really funny. Good. But then yeah. again, it was not really. Oh, that the was second not episode is a clip show. Yes, because <laughs> it just keeps clipping exactly. back to the first episode. <laughs> Violet. Yep. I mean, it was only like I think like what ten episodes. Six but episodes. It, is it six episodes? Why uh, are we walking like this? <laughs> uh, I think it was a little bit more than that. I think it may have been ten. Yeah. The idea of uh, adult cartoons reminded me of, um, I figured out my fifth one finally from, from ages ago, but C-Lab 2021. Uh, yes. Because C-Lab. 
Harvey Birdman, an attorney at law. Isn't too. that it's also another... from the same people that did that thing I sent you? Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the three big final topics. And these are the fun ones I thought that would just be fun to kind of mess around with. But so let's do a cartoon crossover. So what shows would you mash up in, uh, with each other? And what would that new show be about with whatever properties? Oh, Clerks was only six Ooh. episodes. Huh? It's it's a mashup that already exists. Okay, but I did want to say like I got a shout out to the Scooby Doo Batman mashup because that was really fucking good. The Batman Brave and the Bold meets Scooby Doo oh, Scooby- yes! meets Batman Brave and the Bold. It was awesome. It was really fun. Yep. Scooby Doo was like the they were like the quintessential show of guest stars so back in the seventies though too. So that's that. that's bringing back a. a but just like just a, alone, a very classic. Just thing. alone for the Aquaman that oh is my in God. that. <laughs> yes. The Brave and the Bold Aquaman is one of my favorite things He's in the wonderful. universe. <laughs> and I think to this day, if anybody's ever had like hesitation about that show, it is the one with I think it's the Ryan Choi version of Adam and Aquaman go inside and they do like an inner space episode inside Batman, which yes. is just stunning and just wonderful. It's so funny. Okay, so I have my crossover. Ooh. I want to do. A crossover of X-Men the Animated Series and Care Bears. Because you combine the powers of the X-Men and the Care Bears together. They are unfucking stoppable. I'm sorry, but I just want to see a side-by-side now of a Care Bear and, and Cyclops. Like Wolverine. <laughs> like Care Bear Stare. Yeah. Yes. So a Care Bear Stare with an eye blast. They they would defeat all of the um, the Sentinels with the Care Bear Stare. <laughs> then you'd have like a gritty Wolverine sitting in Carolot, like on a cloud, like oh all broody God. and weird. And they're just like cavorting with and bouncing around. Bear. I was going to say, yes. no, because no, no, Grumpy Bear is the new juggernaut. Yes. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could keep going with just, these. Just the X-Men coming out of the cloud car would just be all I think I ever need to see. That's really good. And then you also could have, I mean, your your dark and gritty popples combined with, you know, Batman Noir from like the ni- from the 1990 <laughs> animated series. That would, that, that right there, that's, that's everything. <laughs> I, I really could just keep going with this is a great mashup thing. Can I turn a show into a cartoon and have it mash up with something else? Sure. Okay. It I, worked for Scooby Doo and Supernatural. I would yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. I would love a uh, Magic School Bus Doctor Who crossover, please oh, and thank you. Um, because great. thirteen and Miss Frizzle need to meet and go on excellent adventures. Why, Miss Frizzle does Doctor a t- Who have to be turned into a cartoon to do that? We can just have an actual Doctor sitting in a in a cartoon universe. The Magic School Bus. I'm not even a Whovian, and I can tell you that the Magic, the magic School Bus school is basically she's basically a basically Time Lord, anyway. So Miss so. Frizzle is a Time Lord. She has to be. So that she's definitely amazing. is a thing that needs to happen. Bill. Oh, so one that. one of the crossovers that I'm thinking of already happened, which was Archer and Bob's Burgers. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It was very short, but it happened. Yes. Um, the other crossover, which I'm just, I'm just trying to look down my list. I'm like, what would be good together? Johnny Bravo. Oh, okay. And The Tick. <gasps> oh, my God. That'd that be would awesome. be fantastic. That would be The really Tick in pretty fun. much anything would be an amazing crossover because he's basically insane that's anyway. True. I, I mean, the Tick that, on any, what, like... That's it, what the character yes. is in the comics. Yes. <laughs> he, he escaped in the same asylum and put on a superhero. Series. If you haven't watched it, the... Um, um, Live action series, the Amazon very one. good. Yes, I still was a good, a big fan of the first live action one that he did. That's one web. Yes, yeah. I was too. Um, but I think you might like the the newer one. It's really it. good. Putting stupid and stupid together, Aquatine Hunger Force. Oh my god! And Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yay! <laughs> that's perfect. Um, I would actually like to go continue the trend where we're talking about 
Cartoon Network cartoon cartoons. Uh, and I want to brand new wacky races starring all of the cartoon cartoons where you would have the Powerpuff Girls and this is like Johnny Bravo, De- Dexter and Dee Dee, all these characters, the uh, characters from Foster's do a brand new wacky races. And then just bring in like some of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Does anybody remember Wacky Races? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Oh, Everybody I else do. Everybody staring at me like no, I'm no, no. Explain. I remember those. Okay. So, so you said explain. These? Explain. Okay. So that was where like you had like um, Dastardly and Muttley would have the flying machine go up against like the Simpsons and Captain Caveman, and it would be like. Oh, I remember it's like now. The Cannonball Run. Yeah, of cartoons. yeah. It was yes. Cannonball Run, but it was all these classic cartoon characters, and I would love to see that with the Cartoon Network characters because they have all the rights to the, those Warner Brothers cartoons. Powerpuff and Girls races. would just straight up win. Yeah, it, but I mean, it was so much fun because it was just all these characters trying to like drive the other ones off the road and do twisted things. But like, you can make it, oh, and that's what that show was. It was a full season long because the race went from season episode one to the final episode of that season. So you never knew what was going to happen. It was so much fun. But yeah. I think a weird one would be like Muppet Babies mashed up with Rugrats. Yeah. Because it's sure. all like baby adventures. <laughs> but then it's just integrating the Muppet Babies. And, and then the weird part would be when the Rugrats are adults, they're actually the ones with the hands up the asses of the Muppets. <laughs> I'm traumatized now. I am so traumatized right now. I need an adult, and I'm like the oldest person here. Um, One of the mashups I would have loved to have seen is actually going to be happening relatively soon, Mm -hmm. and that would be Batman with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, And that is actually going to be happening soon. But Uh, A couple months. Yeah, but since that one's already happening, the other mashup I would like to see, uh, I would love to see Batman... Go side by side fighting crime with Darkwing Duck. Yes, Aww, yes, that'd be wonderful. Yep. I second this. Yes, and just, you know, do, just I'm so here for this. Brave and the Bold. Stuff. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Is it the Brave and the Bold Batman? Yes. Okay, like great. Diedrich Bader. Yes, nice. yeah, that's the way to do it. With Darkwing Duck, and like we get like another side episode of Robin having to team up with Launchpad, and just I I can just picture Batman like in the back of the Duck Jet, just like cramped because he can't fit, and like I I would love to see this. <laughs> He'd be so dark and brooding. It'd be yes. so It'd wonderful. Be so <laughs> I keep I, I keep forgetting they're doing the the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing. Yeah. That's that that's, that has me so excited because that comic was so good. It was. So, anybody else have any other ones they want to throw in for mashups? Oh man, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. Um, let's see. <laughs> I feel like you could just like shuffle like any of these in a deck, yeah. like a deck of cards, and it would just be amazing. We should make a generator. Yes. <gasps> That's perfect. Cartoon mashup generator. Cartoon mashup generator. All right. Pick one. You pick um, one from that side. I'll pick one from this side. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Uh, just close your eyes and just point to one. Okay. Go ahead, Kat. I have one. My Little Pony okay, meets Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Cute. Be cute. Because right. they're all pretty okay. like so you pick Tailspin on that column. adventures. What do I pick? Tailspin and Tiny Tunes. Okay. That work. Another one. All right, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> shirt tails. Oh, wait, no, no. Duck oh, tails. shirt. Oh. Duck tails. Well, shirt, well, shirt tails was a thing. Shirt tails was a thing. I remember that one. Duck tails and Daria. Duck tails and Daria. <laughs> that, would be, that would be disturbing. Should just be there being like super okay. solid. So the our time. generator needs a little work. But yes. we're, we're working on it. Hold on, we'll hold it. on. How do we get this far into the episode and we have only just mentioned Daria? Oh, no, we've mentioned, we've mentioned her before. Really we mentioned her before. Yeah. Because we were also talking about being the old heads Success and girl. talking about like oh, so the good. late night cartoons. Am yeah. I just like 
tuning out now. Yes. Old people. I want I want to see the Pac Man cartoon joined up with the real Ghostbusters. Tend to the widow Pac Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into our next next talking point. And like I said, and we're gonna get ready to get this episode wrapped up. So um so we mentioned at the very beginning of the episode I, I brought up Acme Labs and all to ultimately to Acme University. So I figured let's kind of expand upon those ideas a little bit. So if you worked at Acme Labs, um, you know, what unique product would you want to create? And who would your product tester or and who would be your spokesman in the cartoon universe? Oh god. And again, like think of the things like, you know, like the portable hole and things like that. That would be like your opus that everybody is like, that's the man that created, you know, you know, rocket boots and whatever. So mm-hmm. oh, rocket boots. <laughs> <laughs> rocket boots that work. That actually worked. Cap. I want never ending rope. Never ending rope. Mm-hmm. Who is your who is your product? Who's your cartoon That'd product? Be a tester? game changer for that know. coyote. It could be any, it could be any, any product, uh, any cartoon character that you want to. Oh, your any cartoon character doesn't have to be restricted. No, to. no, no, no. Any, any, any. I like you can have, you that. can have Pikachu as your your never ending rope. Like, oh, yeah. that'd be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What? But would it be the Ryan Reynolds voice, Pikachu, or the <laughs> Pika, Pika, Pika? Well, it could be the Ryan Reynolds one, but nobody can still hear it. <laughs> That's the whole point of the movie is that the kid yeah, is the only one that can hear Oh, he's the only one that can hear Ryan Reynolds? I totally didn't know that yep. part. Okay. Everybody else just hears him. Hears him People are over talking. Sorry. Pikachu so. with the never ending rope would be super cute. I'm down with that. Who's your spokesperson? Pika? Pikachu. <laughs> he, he's your product tester and spokesperson. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, I think, I think when it comes to product tester, it doesn't matter what I mean, the product yeah, it is. It really doesn't matter who tests it. I, well, no. I think it doesn't matter what your product is. Wiley Coyote is your product tester. That's or Goofy, because I really like his yell when he falls <laughs> off of <laughs> So I would want him as my product tester for whatever. You hear that so much in Kingdom Hearts 3. You do. <laughs> Jada. Okay, jet-propelled parachute. Okay. That is, that that's my, well, there's a jet that propels the parachute to stay inflated. So it's sort of like a hot air balloon, but not really, because it's still just a backpack. Nice. Okay. Um, and my product tester... Uh, of course, would have to be Wiley Coyote, and my spokesperson would be Batman. Ah, that's awesome! <laughs> because Batman. Because, because Batman. Batman. <laughs> um, let's see. Anybody else ready? I got one. Okay. Uh, my product would be dirigible boots. So boots yeah. that actually inflate, so you can. Oh, you can cute. levitate. Okay. Uh, my product tester, Wiley Coyote. There's no question about it. <laughs> um, the spokesman, Launchpad McQuack. In my head, I see these like the second they inflate, you flip upside down. And yeah, yeah, and, and that's, right right that's why I want to see Wiley Coyote as the product tester <laughs> because it's literally him upside down as his feet are going up. My people are the same, but I have a different product. Okay. So uh, Acme, Acme Labs proudly presents the uncrashable plane. Spokesperson, Launchpad McClellan. Yes. <laughs> Bill? I'm at a loss. <laughs> oh. Jess? Okay. Um, some sort of functional wings for that roadrunner. Oh, cute. <laughs> so he would be my product tester and probably also my spokesperson for that. I want to give him a, another leg up on that coyote. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, how, how 
How funny would it be though if you designed a product to help the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote was the spokesperson? Was the that product. would be amazing <laughs> if I tested it on the Coyote and said, "Oh, these are for the Roadrunners." Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> so sorry. How did these work for you? Well, good because we're giving them to the Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones were always the best, though. <laughs> it's like asking the tricks rabbit. It's like, taste these tricks. Did they taste good? Good. We're not giving them to you. <laughs> I still, I still to this day, like. The road, the Wiley Coyote is still to this day my all-time favorite Looney Tune. Same. I Aww. feel for him so bad, <laughs> but it still makes me laugh. Come on, Bill, we believe in you. Mm. Oh. I initially wanted to say like rocket-powered stairs, but Do like it. this is like an escalator. It's a rocket-powered. <laughs> it's a rocket-powered escalator. I'll take a rocket-powered escalator. Monorail. Or, or it could be like Monorail. the stair cars Monorail. from Monorail. like Arrested <laughs> Development, but they're just like rocket the rocket <laughs> And it says your tagline, hop ones. You're gonna get some hop ones. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then my, my spokesperson would have to be like Bojack Horseman. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that would be perfect. You have Job. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Illusions, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this last piece is called Extra Credit, and if you were to design an Acme University college course, what would that class teach uh, like the class that you are teaching be about? And who is your teacher's aide? Cat. Um, my class course would be foibles and fatalities, and it would be the vast history of product testers and how they died, <laughs> <laughs> and all the different like inventions the his- gone awry. The history of yeah. Acme Labs. Yes. <laughs> Who's your teacher say this? Uh, still Pikachu. <laughs> oh no, but like I'd I'd be cool with another cute sidekicky thing. Is there? What's the, what's the, oh, Care Bears. There you go, Care Bears. I can have Care Bears. Yeah, a revolving cast of Care Bears. Or it could be a little, the, one of the little star sprites. No, Care Bears. A Care Bear? I want a Care Bear. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think my class would, aka, be health class, um, aka, how to not get hurt or die while being a cartoon. Um, so it would be like how to get bashed on a head, on the head with something and like be able to like, you know, push the bump back down. <laughs> awesome. um, or how to like be able to walk off of a cliff. And not look down and just keep walking until you get to the other Cartoon side of the canyon. Cartoon physics 101. Cartoon physics, yes, 101. Um, so who would my um, who would my teacher's aide be? Um, it would have to be a Looney Tunes person. I'm going to go with Wiley Coyote. Aww. Uh, my pen, it still explodes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my course would be uh, The Art of Perception 101. Uh, first lesson, uh, Tunnels. <laughs> with teacher's aide the roadrunner <laughs> how not to be tricked into tunnels in a wall <laughs> I think mine would have to be where do you keep all your stuff <laughs> with like Yakko Warner Yakko? Yakko Yakko yeah. and then just have him pulling you know all the stuff out of his pants like We've got hey look I've in got you know an anvil here <laughs> And I've got a train car here. <laughs> Legit. Teacher's aid? Yakko Warner. Yakko Warner's yeah. coming. Yep. Yes. That makes sense. That works. Jess. Hmm. What was your course called, Jada? Oh, cartoon physics. Okay, I would teach the next step up and it would just be gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Teacher's aid? Teacher's aid would be... Um, everyone's saying Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Who else would be good at that? Probably them, though. Elmer Fudd. 
Oh, uh, Jerry, the mouse. The mouse. Yeah. He's my teacher's aide. There you go. Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, that's cute. Um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's an important one because it, everybody needs to learn at some point in time. Sex ed. You talked about health class, and that would work really well, but you know what? You have to make sure you're not going to offend anybody. So, Gossamer, the big red monster in sneakers, would be a great teacher's aid because it's very yes. nice script. No, and you it's non binary. You can, you can point out and you're just like, look, we don't know if it's male, we don't know if it's female, so we're just going to point out in potential regions and just kind of leave it be. So, I think that would work out really well. And it also transitions us really nicely to our Mary Fuck Kill for the evening. <laughs> so, uh, tonight's Mary Fuck Kill is Lion O from Thundercats, Launchpad McQuack from Tailspin. Or not, well, not Tailspin. Um, oh my God, DuckTales. Yes. Um, he was in also. Uh, Dark <laughs> yes. That's where Got my brain was. Yes. Time. Yes. I'm surprised okay. I missed that one. And in we were addition to. On the Inspector Gadgets. It's true. Do, 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 And it is also <laughs> Captain Planet being our third and final entry. Huh. So, who is ready for our MFK for tonight? I have no idea where I'm going with this one. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, guys. I believe in you all. <laughs> all got... right, Jada. Okay. So, okay. He was good looking and he was good for the planet. So, we're going to go with Captain Planet. You're going to marry him. Um, Sorry, man. But if you can't, like, land a plane, <laughs> I'm going to guess that you're probably not good at a whole lot of other shit. <laughs> so, I'm going to kill Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> And I'm going to fuck Lino because, I mean, you got to go for sometimes that, like, primal nature. I mean, yeah. he's probably, you know, pretty feral and primal and good in some respects. So He's a cat in the sack. Yeah. <laughs> that. Tiger Wild in cat. bed. Yeah. So so I'm going to say you got to kill Launchpad McQuack mm, as well. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, you would marry Captain Planet. And, yes, I would even still do it if it was Don Cheadle. <laughs> I think even doubly so if it was Don Cheadle, Captain Planet. What's wrong with uh, Don Cheadle? Poor Don Cheadle. He doesn't have get you, any love for Ben. Have you seen the Don Cheadle, Captain Planet? No. Oh, you need it's, to. It's a thing <laughs> that <Yes>. exists. <laughs> and, and then I'll get my furry on once with Lino. Fair enough. Yeah. Mine is actually the same. Launchpad McQuack's gotta go. <laughs> Captain Planet has like all of the aspects united of a good husband. It's fantastic. Green mullet though. And I, mean, I mean that hair. The the hair was pretty bad, but like I was strangely attracted to him as a child. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm just gonna go with it. And uh yeah, you would definitely bang Lionel. Oh. Ben or Jess. <laughs> Fringes all around. <laughs> really don't know where I'm going yeah, I'm having a hard time with this um, the furry aspects creeping me out so you have to kill Lionel I just have to on principle not to kink shame anybody but I just can't I can't but so, Launchpad is also kind of feathery I'm not even sure how sex with a duck would work I'm just gonna <laughs> you see here this one's got a cloaca <laughs> Um, so I think that means that you fuck Launchpad, but you marry Captain Planet because he's obviously the husband material. It's true. He really is. Raise a bunch of eco-conscious kids. <laughs> With green hair and With blue green skin. hair. <laughs> Heart! <laughs> All right. I, I think I would marry Launchpad just because, yes, he can't fly a plane oh. for shit, but... Uh, I, he's always been loyal to Darkwing, so I can't have somebody that unreliable. He'd be loyal to me. <laughs> um, fuck Captain Planet uh, because 
he's the best parts of everything, so I'm sure that would be wonderful. Um, and I would kill Lionel only because uh, when it comes to sex between him and Captain Planet, you already know what Lionel's orgasm sounds are, and that's thunder. thunder. <laughs> so I, you, as soon as he comes, oh! <laughs> so. But you get excellent cuddles afterwards. I mean, think of the purr puddles. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's amazing. So kill Lionel. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say you, you do kill Lionel because I I, I honestly I, just having normal cats they wreck my furniture I couldn't imagine something like that in my house all the time. Like, he just wants to constantly lie in your lap and it's like it's not it's fun. Like you have a fight and you're like who peed in my shoes? Come on. That's only if he's mad at you. But again, still, just I can't imagine what Thundercat piss versus normal cat piss is going to be like. It's like turpentine. Yeah. Oh, God. And they just burn through the soles. You're like, thanks. I just bought those. Like, that's fine. I didn't need those shoes. Um, I, I think you fuck Launchpad McQuack. Uh, just for the sheer fact that, like, eventually you try something long enough. Eventually, hopefully, you might get it right. Like, if you can't, like, land a plane. But who knows? So. Uh, and you marry Captain Planet because, again. You marry heart. Captain Planet. Hearts. You know? heart, heart, heart. All that heart. heart. All that heart. And maybe that means uh, you get to have a monkey for a pet. So that, that's not a bad thing. So. You or a side piece Although, do you Hill. have to adopt all the planeteers? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't know if we thought they about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, that was episode 52. Uh, why don't we kick around so everybody can kind of talk about what's, what's going on for them, starting with Ben, because his is going to take the longest. <laughs> Actually, everybody can do theirs as Ben is going through his. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Rob? <laughs> that I'm a shameless self-promoter? Yes. Because you're right. Uh, no, um, you can check out all the podcasts on the Next Level Podcast Network, which is uh, facebook.com slash the next level network or, uh, or the next level network.com. Uh, Rob and I do the DC Primetime podcast together. I have the Lost podcast that I'm doing. And I have the Spotlight, which is the celebrity interview podcast, which, fitting to this, just found out recently that in the month of May, uh, the one and only Rob Polson will be joining me on that podcast. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Ha! Not as long as you thought it was going to be, was it? It still took forever. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I got books. You got books. I got books. Tell us about your books, Cat. Tell us about your books. Yay, somebody else can do it for me. I got you. Um, I got uh, the second book in my Faye Rockstar series coming out in April. It's I've called? I've got Discord's Desire. What's the book called? Uh, the called? book is called Hypnotizing Beat. And then um, I have lots of uh, books in the Tribal Spirit series coming out. I'm trying to finish the last book, so it'll just be finished this year because I also have a what's new name, series. What's the name of the first book for people to find Forged the series? Forged Alliances. Good job. Where can they Thank find your you. books? On Amazon. I need to give you lessons in shameless self-promoting. Yeah, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> um, and then uh, I just have a new series starting, which is going to be... I actually talked about it on this show when we did the mythology episode forever ago but it's a contemporary romance series based off of greek myths yay so the first one is daphne and apollo with a twist and I mean, the series is called twist. uh the arrows tales the first book is called taking root good job thank you <laughs> what a twist jada um okay so what's going on with me um 
Later this month, I will be attending the C-Lab LARP, which is run by our friend Rita Flaherty, and it's like a one-shot thing that she does. Yeah, it's super fun. She's done a, she's done one-shot LARPs for the past couple years, and this one is set in 1989, so get ready for some big hair and blue eyeshadow. It'll be super fun. Um, and also, I am going to be starting most likely this month uh, teaching Bombay Jam classes at the Brandywine YMCA. So if you're local, come and check me out. Uh, it's most likely going to be Sundays around 1130. And Bombay Jam, if you're not familiar, is dance fitness that is highly inspired by Bhangra, Bollywood, and traditional Indian style dance. So come and check it out. It's a lot of fun. Total body workout. Yay! Yes. Yes. I am currently buying a house, and that is taking up 95% of my time. But if you want to hear me rant about books or customers or life, you can check me out on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Jessica J. Rosana, R-O-S-S-A-N-A, on both of those platforms. Bill. So I'm uh, trying to get ready to move soon. I'm going to move to a new place. going to actually Yay. have like a nerd cave so I can actually nerd Ooh. out like professionally in. <laughs> uh, and by what I mean professionally, I want to definitely try to improve my rig so I can start streaming online again. Uh, well, streaming online for the first time. Uh, games because I'm trying to get back into somewhat competitive gaming i'm going to be the next esports pro not really <laughs> but i like to think that I, I i'd like to think that i could it's that whole point in life where i know that i'm not going to be able to play a professional sport like baseball or football <laughs> esports i still i still could have it you're over 22 years old you have aged out sir i'm not aged oh, out. don't ruin his dreams you can still be a big twitch streamer star though i could be so. No, try. But I play too many games right now. <laughs> I can't focus on anything. Uh, as for me, you can always find me at thenextlevelnetwork.com through, obviously, this podcast, but as Ben mentioned before, to DC Primetime, in addition to an upcoming show on the Next Level Network later this year called are um, still afraid of the dark, uh, which wait. is great because they just announced that they're bringing they're bringing are back. Are you afraid of the dark? Of the dark? Oh my as God. a new miniseries, oh, thanks. Um, that's amazing. Awesome. Uh, and a movie. There's a movie coming. The movie too. is nice. now off the books, but they're doing oh. yeah, they're oh, okay. doing the miniseries. So, uh, but in addition to that, though, too, we have actually for the very first time actually come up with a full schedule for the rest of our year for this show. Uh, bear in mind, some of the episodes may change, but our next episode, episode fifty-three, will be Disney Part Two: The Mousening, yes. where we talk about the bad parts of Disney, uh, where we previously <laughs> talked about all of the great things that we love about them near and dear. This is when we discuss, well, maybe is it really good that they're buying up the world? Um, so, the dark side. And a lot of the other little things, like the downtimes of Disney, and when animation and maybe direct-to-video sequels weren't the best things in the world for them. Or Song of the South. Yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, well, God. we have lots and lots and lots we can talk about, but we'll also talk about some of the other things that we, the good things we didn't get to talk about Disney as well. Uh, in addition to that, though, we're also going to be talking about extinct geekdoms. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Saturday morning cartoons because they no longer exist. Uh, in addition to things like arcade culture and things of the like. Uh, later on uh, in May, we'll be talking about bo uh, body positivity and geekdom, which we're really looking forward to doing. Uh, in addition to, we're talking about theme parks, which is one thing we have yet to do on this show, which is very surprising. Uh, then we're going to do Collectibles Gone Wild, what it's like to actually be a collector of anything for geek culture. Um, then uh, later on, we'll be in August, we'll be talking about cosplay. Uh, September is an episode I'm actually most looking forward to, which is going to be Geek Hard. It's uh, finding your place in geek culture and specifically what it's like to find yourself 
uh, trying to find a group of friends that have a similar mindset to you and what's how to create healthy relationships in geek culture. Um, in October, obviously, we'll be coming back around on our Halloween episodes like we do every year. I have no idea what that's going to be. And that's <laughs> going to probably mean going back to the last five years of the show and finding out what we haven't talked about yet. Uh, November is going to be unconventional science fiction and fantasy. And nice. we'll end the year in the only way we can end this year, which is Star Wars Spectacular 2 and the Episode 9 spoiler cast. So Yay! that when all the episodes will be coming out probably the first week of the following month. So that means our December episode will be coming out the first week of January, so on and so forth. So, uh, but yeah, really looking forward to all the content to come later on this year. And uh, until then, we'll see you guys all around the bed. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.